Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... I'm your co-host, Ben Enns. Uh, today we're covering days 11 through 13 of the Heavensfield route. But before we get there, we have a cute manga that has absolutely no parallels whatsoever with the days that we're covering for this episode. It's Yuri Tea Time, Ben! I don't know what you're talking about, Fen. Heavensfield is just a cute, light rom-com. Uh-huh. We have no drinks of note to talk about, so... No. I'm just drinking water. I'm a, I am have caffeine withdrawal because I'm not drinking as much caffeine. So I've got a headache and I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. Uh, luckily, this episode should be a little shorter than the last couple of uh, real boundary-pushing <laughs> podcasts we've put out. Yeah. Ben was like, hey, Fen... 14 day 14 looks pretty short what if we included that in this episode and i was like no no fen was like well maybe and then we thought about it for a little while and then fen told me no but Uh, i almost had fair no you didn't if i had pushed more we would have an extra day on this episode maybe Mm. but i did want to return us to our goal has been half an hour for your tea time, three hours for summary and mm-hmm. like analysis. I gave it up uh, pretty easily because I w- did want to stop reading Heaven's Feel and then go play the Ark Knights event about a evil boat. Yeah. <laughs> or a fucked up boat. I love a b- fucked up boat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a weird boat. Uh-huh. Evil strong. Fushigi boat. <laughs> Fushigi boat <laughs> um okay. anyway so yeah we're doing what well, we're actually is 11 to 13 today yeah and what are we doing for we're doing Yuri. uh yo ni koi o utau or uh a title that translates shockingly well to english whisper me a love song uh-huh uh great title yeah do you do you want to give a summary or should i you give a summary because you brought it. Right. Okay. So um, we're covering the first five volumes, mm-hmm. which sounds like a lot. Uh, I will say. It's light. It is very fluffy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and mostly, uh, I think two volumes has been the like, that's enough to like ask people to either get spoiled on and find out that they're interested in or... Um, you know read to just to make sure that they're not spoiled with us i would say that the interesting parts of this manga the parts mm-hmm. that i want to talk about are volumes four and five uh-huh and so because there is very little drama until then yes uh you know fan's like, a real drama hound yeah you love it when girls are miserable yes bitter yep and poisoned yep <laughs> love it more than anything poisoned by their own hatred preferably yeah uh also gay 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 is also important some might even say a prerequisite for uh me liking them Hmm. soccer is fine soccer is all of those things that you just mentioned is the thing and also i don't i don't particularly enjoy her there's better sakuras in our future yes this sakura is so far pretty fine she has her moments we're we're gonna get to some of sakura's moments this very episode yes so himari kino kino himari i 
guess they do. Imari must be the last name. Or the, no. not or the last name. Imari. I mean, in Japanese, it would be the last yeah. name, which is the first okay. name. Uh, Kino Himari is uh, excited to be in high school. Yes. She's the first year. Uh, it's the opening ceremony. Classic Yuri. And as part of the opening ceremony, a band is going to play. Okay. Uh, which, that's cool. You know, that they incorporate clubs, like performances into the opening ceremony. Very convenient. Yes. Nice. Um, in that band, or substituting in, she's not usually part of the band, is uh, Asanagi Yori. Uh, a big butch. Yeah, she's her look is great. A big butch who looks like uh, I could cannot get this out of my head. The second I saw her, she looks like Crony the VTuber uh-huh. from Hololive. She's got the like long hair strands. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, there are multiple there are multiple characters or like yeah designs that you could uh, look at Wada Arco and look at this and go hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems inspired by. <laughs> Wadarko being the character designer who uh, worked on Fate Extra and a bunch of other Fate stuff, but also designed pretty, said VTuber, Crony. Pretty sure that this started before Crony existed. What do you mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Started I just mean, I'm not saying that yes. she's taking from that. I'm just yes. saying, like, I looked at her and was like, you you put, like, a weird clock hat on her? That's that girl. Yes. Um, And so what happens is uh, Himari falls and says that she's fell in love at first sight with yori because mm-hmm. she liked her singing so much uh-huh uh yori in turn falls in love with himari <laughs> when himari tells her I, yeah i'm in love with you um immediately smitten and this tall nervous butch yeah she's great the the rest of the first volume is about the two of them slowly realizing Oh wait! What I mean by love is not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Himari, in the childish I love everything sense. Yeah, Himari uh, doesn't understand and has never felt romantic love. Uh, and Yori uh, was like, "I'll I don't know, love. Who needs it? Not not in a like uh, misanthropic way. In a just like I don't understand it." And then sees like literally meets Himari and is like. Oh, never mind. (laughs) This sounds a little familiar as a premise. Yeah, almost like this manga really is just a... a, uh, It could be uncharitably, I would say, described as... um, uh, uh, Bloom Into You. Bloom Into You uh, cross K-On. Not even quite K-On, but yeah, it's got band girl elements. I don't think it reaches K-On is the thing. No, but what I mean is, like, it is parts of both of those things. Yeah. So, the yeah, the first volume is ends with uh, Yori confessing to Himari, mm-hmm. saying, like, no, I, like, like you in a romantic sense. Uh-huh. Uh, the second volume is basically uh, Himari worrying about that and being like, I want to keep our friendship. Uh-huh. But also, I don't, like, love, love you. Mm-hmm. Ah. Um, figuring that out. The third volume is ends with them getting together. Uh, mm-hmm. It is kind of by the third volume is becoming increasingly clear that Himari absolutely has a thing for Yori. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one thing you could say about it, I don't know, over Blue Minty, it just it moves so much faster on this. It's fascinating, you know what yeah. I mean? 
Bloom and you is so like, well, they're kind of dating, but they're going to talk about their feelings back and forth for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is very snappy with that. It's yeah. like, okay, okay. I'm not sure, but now I am. You know what I and mean? And like alongside this is uh, Yori decides to join the band largely because she wants to be impressive and like uh-huh. uh have humari see her on stage again mm-hmm. even though she has terrible stage fright uh-huh um not like, bochi level stage fright but. no getting to know those characters and yeah and so the the end of the third volume is they get together and it's cute mm-hmm. and I saw one person say, why is this still going? It should have just ended after the third volume. People are so weird. The good part is when you have to get into the how relationships actually work after you get past the confession. This isn't a fucking Disney movie. Yeah. Uh, So the, yeah. And then this is why I say, like, the interesting stuff starts in the fourth volume because the end of the third volume also introduces best character, uh, Izumi Shiho, mm-hmm. who uh, is the girl who, the band that uh, that Yori is part of. There's Her so na- many names in this. Yeah. There's a lot of girls bouncing around. Himari and Yori are like the main two. Yes. But it does kind of be... It, Him- yeah, Himari uh, remains the main character. Yes. And we get some chapters from Yori's perspective. Uh-huh. Uh, but it becomes an ensemble cast of like, yeah, Himari is kind of there, but mm-hmm. uh, a lot of volumes four and five are focused on the band as yeah. a whole. And so the, yeah, the uh, the band that Yori's part of has a very unfortunate name. Why is it called SS Girls? That is an excellent question. There's no Nazi theming here. No. But they are called SS Girls. Yeah. You SOS girls, SSR girls. Any of these things would be better than SS girls, but here we are. The most charitable I can be is like maybe it's Sasa girls, Whisper girls? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But the fact that they left I you know, if I was in a localization team, I might want like push to just no. like like in Japanese, it is SS. I know, I know, but yeah, but still, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So SS girls lost their guitarist and vocalist mm-hmm. right before this performance, which is why Yori came on board to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh that lead guitarist and vocalist, uh, her name is Izumi Shiho, and she hates. <laughs> uh detests utterly is miserable she's she's both miserable and also just uh hates everyone from ss girls but especially uh yori and yori's best friend uh mizuguchi aki Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i like aki aki's aki's initial thing is oh she is Sayako from Bloom Into You also. Yeah. She's the she's the blonde best friend of the dark-haired girl who has secretly been in love with her the whole time and has yeah. been holding back her feelings yes. and is kind of her like big supporter. Yes. You know what I mean? All of that is true. But she did not personality-wise really like her. She's kind of more of a like um uh, more outgoing, less princessy, uh-huh. you know what I mean? More of a more of pushing people around. Yeah. 
really shoots herself in the foot like over and over and over again during this opening bit yeah knowing where it's going uh aki repeatedly talks to himari or or yori and is like talks to yori and is like i don't know she might actually return your feelings have you thought about that Uh uh-huh uh yeah like pushes them together somehow not realizing that this is going to backfire on her yeah um but so yeah so the end of volume three slash volume four really gets into and five really gets into izumi shiho uh or shiho um she so as it turns out uh she wanted she was in the light music club and kind of kept getting kicked out from bands Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh so one day aki found her crying in a you know abandoned studio Mm -hmm. and was like oh did you get kicked out again do you want to come play with us Mm -hmm. um uh to which shiho was like okay are we are we gonna do this thing are we gonna like practice and get better and like play well or is uh, this a game? She was weirdly obsessed with being the very best musician in a the best of all bands, which yes. is a foolish Sisyphean like goal to have uh, yeah. that could never possibly be accomplished. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, yeah, and so everything kind of came to a head one day during practice, um, where Aki uh or shiho shiho blew up and was like basically we sound exactly the same as we did last week why are we even doing this Uh if we're not going to improve um and aki was like well actually like if you're going to pick on me i'm going to pick on you and say like you also need to improve if we're going to get better uh and then yeah and then shiho ended up quitting Uh uh-huh uh and now has a lot of animosity towards aki and, and the girl that replaced the girl her. That replaced her, Yori. Um, not knowing any of this, Himari becomes friends with Shio. <laughs> yeah, not knowing any of this, uh, Himari, because Yori now has like practice a couple of days a week, uh, and they can't walk home together every day, uh, Himari ends up joining the cooking club, which has one other member who shows up <laughs> uh her name is momoka no momoka's what is her name miki i gotta say i didn't remember a single name no. from this none of the names stuck oh all. yeah it is momoka uh-huh. um momoka is part of another band although that does not become clear for a while uh you can another better hotter taller band <laughs> yes so momoka uh shiho and their friend um hajime are in a band that is more to shiho's taste in that they they uh their aim is to become like professional mm-hmm. like touring musicians um i do wonder if everyone in the band shares that goal or if they're just better musicians in as a general sense and are willing are humoring her but i will say yeah i think that it is a mix but like they are 
based on future stuff, they are all driven to excel at okay. this. Um, yeah. And so uh, uh, Himari becomes close with Momoka because they're in cooking club together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Shiho shows up because she has band stuff to talk about with Momoka. And uh, Himari and Shiho hit it off. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they become good friends. Uh, it takes a while. Sorry. Momoka knows that Himari is dating Yori. And knows that Shiho hates Yori. And so there are a couple of times where Himari almost says who she's dating. And Momoka jumps in. <laughs> Momoka, she should have fucking said something to Himari. You know, she... she was creating this pressure cooker situation and to defuse it she had to talk to one of the two of them yes and it probably shouldn't have been the one with anger issues <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean she should have sat the little creature down and been like hey just so you know you're getting yourself into this tangled web of hate uh-huh uh if you like height gaps by the way yeah everyone every, every relationship has a height yeah gap. it's great um but so Himari's uh, solution after finding out about um, Shiho and Yori and Aki's past, Himari um, is like, okay, I know what to do. We are the cooking club. And so for the upcoming cultural festival, we're going to make some stuff. And so we're going to have a taste testing. And I am going to get you, Momoka, to bring your band members. And, uh, I, unbeknownst to you, <laughs> uh, am going to bring Yori and her band, and they're going to sit down and talk it out, and everything's going to go great. And they blow up in, in each other's faces. Yes. The main conflict here is Shiho and Aki, right? Shiho yeah. pretty clearly is in love with Aki, but won't admit it, because uh, Aki has been clearly in love with uh, Yori this whole time. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, which I think is why she extra blew up when, uh, is this not true? This is extremely what it reads like to me. Yeah. I think it is unclear whether it's love or if it is just, oh, I found a friend. That's fair. Everyone feels so gay in this. Like it's one of those Yuri where like homosexuality is just, is default and unquestioned. There is a fun scene where, uh, uh, Himari's friend is like, you got a girlfriend, and everyone in class, including like some boys, are like, oh, congrats. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a very like the whole classroom. Boys exist, which is interesting. Like as background characters, yeah, yeah. none of them are like real. Yeah, there's not. But... A, I think that's the only scene I remember seeing a boy in. There are a bunch of just like that where uh, a bunch of students are shown. Okay, and there are boys in there, but um, yeah. So uh. She, Shiho and Aki blow up at each other mm-hmm. and or they blew up before the the taste testing yeah, got yeah. together but uh, basically Aki's like okay Shiho everything was going great it looks like you were having fun why did you actually leave I know that you saying I want to become a, the best at what I am is mm-hmm. like that wasn't the actual reason mm-hmm. um, and Shiho uh, says fine there's a cultural festival up coming up and there's going to be a uh, competition between all the bands. Mm-hmm. So if you beat us, I'll tell you. 
Uh-huh. Um, Which is funny because they are clearly an unquestionably her band is clearly unquestionably better than than Aki's. Um But like it feels very much that it's because of Aki rejecting her, right? Because Aki Shiho quit when Aki uh insulted her voice. Yeah. That was that was the straw that broke the camel's back, you know what I mean? And like it keeps commenting on how uh close the two of them used to be and also she like bitterly throws aki's like forlorn love in her th- face a couple of times yes she's like i know you're in love with that girl you I know would, i would certainly believe that those yeah. two end up together um at some point but uh the other focus of shiho's anger is yori which, replacing her yes and being the object of aki's effect well yeah for for um at the at the in in as stuff comes out of the oven at the get together, uh Himari goes to grab it and trips and Yori catches her. Um and everyone's like, Oh, what cute lovebirds. And Shiho says something to the effect of, Oh, you two are so good at pretending that you're in love. And then uh everyone looks at her like she's crazy and is like, No, they're going out. Uh to which uh Shiho responds, Oh, ha ha ha, you've taken everything from me. <laughs> uh-huh. Um and so yeah, uh decides to strike back and says basically, Well, you were gonna get something out of this competition. Uh I wasn't gonna get anything if we won. So uh how about I take Himari as our manager? Uh, and you can have her back if you win. Uh, and otherwise, she's ours. This really does go to show that um, this you should not pick your manager based on petty decisions to steal someone's girlfriend out from under them uh, if you want to be professional. But, yes. but why is they, this girl such an asshole? So this is this is part of part of the reason that I I say is like, I don't think it's super clear cut whether it's friendship or like romantic interest um that shiho has in aki uh because she feels exactly the same way about uh himari she's not as possessive and she doesn't bring up the romance thing you know what i mean this is also yeah you have future stuff right this is also yes it's a very different vibe to me her like fixation on aki also the the girl from her past is also blonde Uh uh-huh you know what i mean uh, so I'm like, oh, of course she's fixating on Aki. So Shiho is obsessed with being the best for some reason. Not exactly clear why, but the reason that she's so bitter about it is that in elementary school? Yeah, elementary school. Um, she was a like competition violinist uh-huh. and was always first. And then a new girl moved to town who didn't wasn't even as obsessed with the violin wanted to play guitar uh-huh wanted to be in a band wanted to be in a band was clumsy kind yeah. of kind of like uh airheaded yeah uh and yet despite all of that they made they became friends before Shiho ever heard her play yeah they got to know each other really well first this is important because Shiho is always like oh oh she's like just this light airy thing i'll give her some tips after her performance Uh uh-huh uh and then uh this new girl's performance blows shiho out of the water (laughs) and shiho is like oh i understand 
you were just sitting there laughing at me. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually like the way that I played at all. Because you're so much better than I could I could even hope to be. There's a great line about like, oh, no matter how much I loved the violin, it didn't love me back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, yeah, does does I think point to your point about her her crush on Aki, mm-hmm. but also is like, yeah, she views the world in very either I am the best, or uh, I am nothing and no one will ever love me. Yes. Um, and so it's like, oh yeah, being second best, being one of the, the, you know, best violinists in Jap- Japan, not good enough. Mm-hmm. She needed to be the best. Um, and so, yeah, the, that is like where her obsession with kind of being the best band, being the best singer mm-hmm. came from is right. So she gave up the violin after yeah. losing to this girl. Yeah. It's not even like, oh, I found another medium that I can excel in and I'm going to move on. It is specifically that girl is going to be a vi- violinist forever. I'm going to steal her dream and be the best at her dream. Well, yeah, she gives up. <laughs> she First, she gives up the violin and is like, well, I don't have any reason to live, but I guess I'll keep doing it. Um, and then, yeah, she like goes to, uh, she like realizes that music is such an important part of her life that she wants to continue it uh, and goes to a music store and it's like, just picks up a violin book and starts crying. Because <laughs> uh, she just can't like, and then, and then strolls past the guitars and is like, ah, you always wanted to be a guitarist. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my <laughs> task in life now. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think, yeah. Uh, one one of the reasons that I brought this is it makes a really interesting tonal shift from mm-hmm. being very much like a fluffy romance into uh, much more of a like slice of life slash hobby manga mm-hmm. about bands and uh although i guess more dramatic than those typically are yeah. because it is like oh it's about bands and it is about like uh the drive to to excel mm-hmm. and um yeah it's just an interesting transition mm-hmm. uh because the first three volumes are very much about what is love <laughs> um how do i feel it like th- one of one of my favorite bits from those first three volumes is Momo, uh, Himari talking to Momoka and saying like I don't know if I'm in love with this girl who confessed to me and uh, I like I don't want to kiss her and Momoka is like well uh, that's like that's cool and all but for me at least if I want to cook for someone and I want to hear them like compliment my cooking that's much more of a um, like indicator that I'm in love um which is like yeah it's just really nice seeing a romance manga uh have a wider conception of what love means Hmm. um of like very common in yuri stuff is oh am i in love or is it just friendship Mm -hmm. and then their best friend will come along and say like well, do you want to sleep with them? Because that's love. And like, if you don't want to, that's friendship. Um, and so it's nice seeing something that is like, oh, no, there's so much more to love 
and there there's so many more ways to love someone mm. that like yeah just cooking for someone that might be the most romantic thing in the world to you mm-hmm. um but yeah the yeah it's interesting how it's it's underlying that as a valid form of love not rather than a like oh you just want to be friends with them right yeah because it's not do it's not quite all the way to like cowards yuri like i wouldn't call any of the relationships in this that are predicate i wouldn't call the kind of love that momoka is describing cowards yuri right Mm -hmm. just because it's uh platonic in the sense that it's not physical right yeah it's not actually platonic it is love i think a different kind of love they don't need to kiss yeah for think, it to be gay she's you know not I mean? saying she's not saying it's not gay yeah <laughs> to she, love your buddy yeah she and yeah it's not that she is saying oh uh this precludes like kissing or whatever mm-hmm. but it is like oh yeah what what do you want to do for this person mm-hmm. how do you want them to feel and like do you want to yeah do you want to get complimented when you cook well the that can be love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes we t- the way we talk about cowards here, I feel like, can be a little uh, reductive. You know what I mean? But um, usually when I call something cow- cowards Yuri, it's because I think it's being cynical. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In the way that it's uh, not going all the way into something. Mm-hmm. This isn't doing that. Yeah. I think that this manga is very l- light. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of just like a nice time. It's not very it's not got a lot of depth this is again i'm trying not to bring in volume six stuff uh-huh. uh it does yeah which is like overshadowing i know more of what shiho's deal is and like i think it it doesn't like suddenly become a like very dark uh mm-hmm. like grim dark story but it is as it transitions out of the very romance like oh watch these two get together Mm -hmm. mode into a mode of like just like kind of more i don't know if normal relationships is the right word Mm -hmm. to use but um less romantic focused relationships Mm -hmm. uh it yeah i think the tone does kind of move from a light airy like floating on clouds of course these two are going to get together i'm just waiting for it to happen uh-huh. uh to a mo- little bit more of a realistic like yeah sometimes you lose a friend and it sucks <laughs> uh yeah yeah i do feel it does feel like they were like okay to the editor like we're gonna ape um bloom into you to get this off the ground floor and then we'll branch out a little bit into mm-hmm. something different and it feels very different than bloom into you after the first like couple of chap uh first volume or so you yeah know what i mean um but yeah there's a lot of pieces that i like in this Mm -hmm. they just aren't they don't have enough depth for me to really like for it to really stick in my craw you know Mm -hmm. that is yeah absolutely fair again like one of uh, this is a manga that i liked enough to like when a friend sent me uh last month's yurihime i like struggled through the japanese uh-huh. uh despite not knowing a lot of kanji uh in there and like having to look them up uh manually uh because it's like oh right it got to a point where i was like oh this is like this is fun and really interesting with where it's going mm-hmm. um yeah which again it, like it does get i think it it may get to a point where it will stick a little bit more in your craw. Mm-hmm. Um, I just immediately, I love Shiho because she's so bitter. 
I do love it when a girl is like bitter and weird for not very well defined reasons. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it is. It is a lot of fun slowly getting her deal over time mm-hmm. and being like, oh, that's why you are the way that you are. And like finding out also about her bandmates. And again, this is what I mean by kind of it becomes a a like ensemble work uh-huh. of uh, like, yes, Himari and Yori are still kind of at the core of the story. They're they're still together and like their relationship is fun to watch. But it becomes much more about uh, like everyone else kind of. I do think it's very funny when her hotter, taller like band shows up to like yeah. blow them out of the water. It's such a funny moment. Um, God, what was I going to... Oh, this is the other... The, the other complaint that I have about this kind of is the constant, extremely convenient, oh, we just bumped into each other here, like connections thing. You know what I mean? It's like... Every single girl is part of this like extremely well, like highly woven net where they all have just somehow not bumped into each other for years and years and years and years until just now, even though they are all one degree of separation away from each other. How do you mean? It's just, it's so, um, it's just people keep bumping into each other. Like Himari goes into a cafe while thinking about Shiho and it's the cafe that Shiho works at. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that is, yes, that is like, it's, like it's that kind of thing happens of... constantly, <laughs> but like, it's not a, even, a, I'm not just saying that it happens once. And I was like, Oh, it bothers me. You know what I mean? But like, Oh, she wanders into a random cooking club and it's the girl who is in the other band who is connected to Shiho, who's connected to Aki, who is connected to Yori. You know what I mean? It's this like constant cascading thing. And like Yori and Aki are best friends for like so, so long. But Shiho never met Yori and never interacted with her at all. Even though they were yeah, both. That part's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Why was Aki keeping them separate? Is that like actually a thing? You know, but like it just it all feels like that. They go to the same school, you know? Uh-huh. How big is this school? How many bands does this school have? Apparently quite a few because they had to audition for a spot at the funny. Yeah, this is a school that got really that did get really into Kaon. And so the light music club is so big that it has a number of bands too many to all play the cultural festival. Yeah, it does remind me kind of of um, uh, how do we relationship, Hmm. which is like, oh, yeah, there's a there's a, a band club that is like. 15 bands or something Mm -hmm. that is at a university but it has the same kind of vibe of like oh yeah like a hundred people are in this club uh and so we needed to like figure out scheduling (laughs) for who gets the room Uh on what day and like that kind of thing um so yeah it's a little convenient you know what i mean everything slots together a little too nicely sometimes yeah i'm fine with that like yeah it's just it feels a little contrived to me at times you know yeah that's interesting that oh of course the violinist that crushed uh shiho's heart is connected to her band members and she doesn't know about that somehow you know what i mean small world wait shiho knows shiho does know yeah that she's connected to them yeah okay i it, don't, it, I don't think I, that's not, been made clear. No, it has not been. But uh, Shio absolutely knows. Uh-huh. That that is yeah part of the reason that she's in that band. Huh. 
Anyway, yeah. So at, at times it feels very convenient. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, that's, I guess that that is also like not a way I think about stories. So it's interesting to hear that complaint because uh-huh. it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. It's like emotionally it works. Yeah. And so. Um, yeah. It's just the the plot's got its hands really on the reins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like not that I, I want would say, a bunch of things to happen that don't mean anything, right? Yeah. But it it, it there's a cleanness to it. You know yeah. what I mean? I think so this is uh, as opposed to one of the lessons you might even say it learned from bloom into you. Yagakimi. That's the acronym that I was searching for. Um the first time we mentioned bloom into you. I like didn't remember bloom into you and I also couldn't remember Yagakimi. <laughs> um uh, Bloom into you is one of those ones that's well known enough that most people probably have at least who are in anime circles have at least heard Bloom yeah. into you, but probably not Yagakimi, which yeah. throws me every time. I'm like I'm with you, Fen, on uh, saying Japanese names the proper way on this podcast, but I have not made it to using the acronym, the Japanese acronyms for all of these Yuri. The problem is, is that I'm in a real weeb server, <laughs> and so Fen's undergoing weebification. <laughs> Fen forced weebification arc. <laughs> I almost, I almost made Ben spit out the water that they were drinking. Um, but so one of the you could even say that one of the lessons that they learned from uh, Yagakimi is that the plot goes nowhere for so long in that mm-hmm. that it, or feels like it's spinning its wheels, and so. As opposed to that, this moves <laughs> like yeah. It's it's not the speed at which things are happening. It's like the it's like the oh God has arranged this path kind of Deus Ex Machina vibe. You know what I mean? No, but that is like the hand of the author is like scooping these girls up and setting them down next to each other. That is what I mean, though. Is that like yeah? It is willing to push the plot forward in ways that are like oh, this is slightly convenient rather than. Um, oh, I need to find an entirely natural reason that these two would like get together and like, it's just like, there's only like five or six girls at the school who exist. You know what I mean? There are no extraneous characters. Let me me tell you, Ben, about a, a manga that throws like, it's seven deadly sins, right? Seven girls at you on page like two or three. It is, it took me an entire volume of a three volume manga to like get names down to faces <laughs> this has so many characters too though yeah but it like doles them out over the course of five volumes there are four band members the friend and that's six immediately there are nine like characters who show up a lot yeah <laughs> Anyway, I had a good time with it. I read it all last night. Uh, I'm I'm nitpicking a little bit uh, yeah. because fans getting defensive and that makes me nitpick. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I had a good time. I think the art's pretty cute. Uh, right. That is one of the things like... I wanted to say is uh, I really like the art. Oh, you really like the art. Uh, my vibe. Specifically, um, that was overstating it. I like the art fine. It is like pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is very like technically well done mm-hmm. uh there are a couple of things that i really like like uh uh yori yori blushes with her whole head yeah i do and like that. sometimes that spreads to like her hands her limb. also blushing yes. uh which is just really endearing and also the part that i really like about the art is that at basically every turn every time they're given the opportunity the mangaka uh draws yori and uh himari with Yori with cat ears and Himari with dog ears and a tail mm-hmm. that she's often wagging. Um, and I just, I'm here for, for Kimono Mimi. <laughs> I know you are. Um, yeah, that's all. We're at like 41 minutes, so we can probably wrap up. Okay. Okay. You got anything else you want to say about uh, Whisper Me a Love Song? Just, yeah. I. What's the name of the author? Oh, God. Um, one sec. Um, Takeshima Eku. Um, they've done a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah? Uh, okay. <laughs> that would track. My bit about how everything kind of slots together makes sense with, oh, I've done a lot of this. I just need these. I don't really care anymore. <laughs> about like finding excuses they've done a lot of um like one shot uh-huh in in like uh anthologies uh okay that also makes sense because you really can't waste time when you're doing one shots yeah um yeah it looks like they only before this they had one other manga that went for nine chapters Jeez. um which is like yeah it, it is interesting that there are at least two now like reasonably long-running series in yorihime from mangaka who hadn't really done anything any long long who's the other running one? series uh the wata yuri oh right yuri's my job yuri's my job mangaka i like yuri is my job more than this absolutely this is okay the real reason that i wanted to bring this up is that uh i went in not really expecting to like it very much Mm. i was just kind of like sure i'll check this out like a friend is reading it and i would like to like you know chat with them about it and Mm. then i read it and was like yep for the first three volumes i was like yep this is this is fine i guess like it's pretty i like i like the way that these girls blush i like the the kimono mimi this is fine and then i got to to shiho and i was like oh i understand now this is a hilarious story to tell after our call of the night episode uh-huh this is the fen core version of call of what happened to me with call of the night yeah <laughs> um and so like yeah it is not except call of the night is 90 chapters and this was 26 or whatever yeah which they're probably like about twice as long yeah that's true so you could say like it's like 50 chapters Mm -hmm. but uh yeah not not nearly as long uh uh anyway yeah this is um uh words yes this is the fen version of call of the night of like getting to a point where i was like Oh, this character is the mm-hmm. reason that I am enjoying this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. From here on. 
I do like I was hoping that the Aki, uh, the the little bit of drama with Aki being in love with Yori would would stick a little more, you know what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. it's very she's like she tells him already like just let me have her. I'll make her happy in a way you can't. Uh-huh. Uh and then just immediately like walks that back. So I'm glad that Shiho isn't immediately resolved in the same way. Yeah, Shiho is like the driving force of the plot <laughs> going forward. Uh in a really fun and interesting way. Okay. I'm read I'm ready to read more. I'm down to read more. I yeah, this is I think I said it last episode. If anything that uh we just said sounds interesting, I would say it's still worth reading, even though we've kind of gone over You said fan translations for this is bad, right? Is it like yeah. machine translated? Yeah. Ah. Which is like it's fine. It like gets across what's happening, but uh, the localization's good. The localization is good. Um, there's like a specifically the end of uh, volume five, chapter 26 is like in the localization, it's Shiho saying affirmatively, I'm going to take Himari as the Lorelei is their band mm-hmm. as the Lorelei manager. I got to say, and just going by names, I know which one of the two I would be, <laughs> I would be rooting for. Uh-huh. Uh, and the fan translation is like, oh, and she will become the manager of Lorelei, which is like small, but like word choice matters. Uh-huh. And and it is a moment where Shiho is like stating, is like literally holding on to Himari, mm-hmm. who's like a friend she doesn't want to lose. And so it is very much about her like affirmatively taking someone mm-hmm. as opposed to the very passive like, oh, and she will become the man- our manager. Mm-hmm um which is like yeah so worst case sure if if you get caught up to volume five and are like i need to know what happens next sure read the fan translation but it's not it's not great (sighs) okay let me drop a marker and oh did you want to say something about arc nights oh yeah sure we watched the first episode of arc nights we're gonna watch the second after this the first one's really good yeah the second one I've heard is less good. I heard better things. It does it does have the scene of Tallulah standing in a in a ring of flame saying what can ideology or what can ide- uh what can idealists like you do? Uh-huh. Uh for us, which is yeah, that's great. But. Yeah, I feel like it's going to do the thing where now I was hoping that it would just kind of move, but I feel like it's going to slow down as they like have to introduce the whole big reunion cast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Tallulah is going to show up and say something sick, and then she's not going to show up for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, is the problem. Tallulah's a lot of the reason why I think this game <laughs> that game is good. So yeah, uh-huh. <sighs> uh huh. Truly a land of contrast, Dark Knights. Yep. February 10th, 11, Beautiful 2. Fen, I can't believe we made it to Beautiful 2. Yeah, we're here now. Is it in parentheses or did I just accidentally put it in parentheses? It is parentheses. I put it in parentheses too. Oh, I I put be- like beautiful in parentheses as well. That's not where the no. opening parentheses goes. 
Okay. I would believe it. Nasu kind of just puts stuff wherever he wants with these English titles. Ben? Good for him. It's time for morning wood jokes. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> uh, you know, I was just saying that we haven't had to think about Shiro's dick enough in this game. I'm sorry, I think you mean Shiro's sword. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Shiro has a fucked up dream. Uh and then he's woken up by Ilya. So this this is not just Morningwood jokes. It's there's a child crawling on me, and I'm horny about it. Morningwood jokes, which is fun. There is a I, I know Ilya is not a child, but she acts like one. Yes, and looks like half one. the time. The other half, she's a depressed mom. We do get more of Ilya just acting like a human being instead of like a cartoon anime girl. Uh huh. She is a cartoon anime girl, but you know what I mean um oh right he shiro so shiro was all fucked up because the shroud came a little loose in his sleep yeah. or something like that uh Ilya's like hey don't take that fucking thing off don't take it off it's yeah. only gonna be worse shiro keeps trying to take it off he's gonna continue that mm-hmm. Ilya has been using magic to soothe his pain which is nice yeah that's uh but also she enjoys seeing him in pain so she kind of just came to watch uh-huh Classic Ilya moments. Uh, he almost smashes his head open on the wall trying to run away from her when she like... The thing that I don't like about this scene is that she... her The way her tone changes makes me feel like she knows that this is a Morningwood kind of situation and uh, is fucking with him. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm just like, ugh. I don't like this. I... Yes. She does apologize uh, once he uh, cracks his head into the wall trying to get away from her. Mm-hmm. He offers to make her some pancakes. She literally sparkles. It's fun this when Ilya literally is, yeah. sparkles. My my notes for this is broke. Morningwood jokes. Woke. Sparkles around Ilya. She lights up at the mention of pancakes. And then, Ben, bespoke. I, sad Ilya saying that Sakura isn't suited for him. Uh, with And then, you ought to know why, but you're trying so hard not to notice it. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ilya, Ilya knows what's up with Sakura in a way that even we don't t- all the way know. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But And then, and then, oh, I love Ilya so much. Ilya's very fun. Then year. she's like, I'll never forgive you if you die like Kuritsugu. <laughs> right. She warns him about projection. Right. Yeah. Don't use projection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, don't die because I want to kill you. I want to uh-huh. be the one that kills you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. I get the feeling that some of it that feels is very like, much in a like, you can't die so that I can kill you, but I'm going to keep putting off killing you yeah. so that you live a long life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she doesn't actually want to kill him anymore. This is a little, she came but, to Japan to kill Karitsugu, but mostly she wanted her dad back. <laughs> uh-huh. Anyway, Sakura and Shira are cooking together. Mm-hmm. What's food report? Uh, food report. Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. These are like savory pancakes. That's Chicken wings, turnips, curry powder, sardines, simmered pumpkin, and soy sauce. Not all of those are going into the pancakes, but they feel more like like a like a savory crepe. I don't remember what the the. This is terrible to me. Give Ilya chocolate chip pancakes. She would have a heart attack and die. Um. Yeah. 
They're they're making a lot of things for breakfast. Uh huh. Sakura's in a good mood. Shiro's happy to see it. He still can't use his left arm. Mm-hmm. There's a bit where he's pulling sardines apart with one hand. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Normal for Shiro's, I guess. I just don't like mashing fish in my hand. It's a bad image. Sakura notices that he's in a weird mood because of his conversation with Ilya. Shiro's trying not to talk about it. Um, he asks Sakura if he can keep Ilya if she decides that she doesn't want to go home. And Sakura's like, well, it's not my decision. He's like, this is your house too, Sakura. Uh, she, yeah. She turns bright red Um, as he basically, he almost, he all but says, this is your house and you're my wife. So, of course, I have to consult you about such things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She, like, gets worked up and says that she'll do her best to be a good and loving mo- mother to their adopted sociopathic 19-year-old do- <laughs> German daughter. She's older than both of them. <laughs> She's significantly older than Sakura. Three years isn't that long. For the ages that they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's also way more mature than Sakura. Shiro wants them to get to a happy and stable place once the war is over. And who drifts into the oh, uh, kitchen like ben, a war phantom? Uh, it's it's Morning Rin, and she's as incredible as she is every other time she appears. Broke Morning Wood. Woke <laughs> Morning Rin. <laughs> Woke barely <laughs> Morning Rin. Um, Shiro, she like like makes her way across the screen i love the wavering every away. time uh sure was like something amazing passed by sakura's, and sakura's like, who was that yeah sakura's like did someone break into our house and just wander past sakura there's this good bit where sakura's like oh she she must not be a morning person she was like i always thought that not being a morning person would look cuter <laughs> <laughs> yeah Shiro can't imagine a woman not looking cute. Mm-hmm. He can imagine a lot of swords, though. He can imagine so many swords, Ben. There's not a lot of room for thinking about anything else. Yeah. Well, why do you need to think about anything else when you can think about swords? They have breakfast. Ilya kind of praises it, but in a way that sounds mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Rin says that she doesn't like to eat breakfast but then realizes that it's really good and starts to get like quietly competitive because mm-hmm. she thought she had them beat last night we watch tv i love the Tsukihime music anytime the tv is on it means that someone got murdered yes or someone well this is a cursed television from Tsukihime town and the only information it can display is grisly murders <laughs> what did the cops find in the park uh, I was just going to say, it's a it's a midnight channel TV. You have to go in no. and solve the murders. Um, they found, uh, yeah, one guy's worth of blood uh, and, and fleshy mass, but four guys' worth of body parts. Well, f- body parts, chunks from four different guys. But not enough to to puzzle piece together four different guys. If you could, if body parts were fungible, if we were cubes, they would have found one, or if we were made up of four different cubes, they would have found four cubes. 
but like they found like this four is a left real Nasu <laughs> metaphor that you're doing here. If each person is made up of ten units, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to say that there's one guy's worth of of body there, but there are like four left hands or something. Yeah. Uh huh. Rin's like, oh, it was the shade, and Shira's like, how the fuck do you know that? And she's like, oh, you see how the grass is all black around the edges, like she's uh-huh. a fucking television detective. Um, she thinks that because there are no masters to stand in its way, the shade has gotten more bold. And she she immediately is like, I bet you Zoken is surprised to see this too. This doesn't seem like Zoken's in charge of this thing. Mm-hmm. 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 And then she eyes Shiro's omelet longingly. It is very funny that she starts off with, oh, I'm just going to eat a little, and then is like, okay, I have eaten two omelets, but Shiro's looks awfully tasty. Sakura has taken Rin's room. Yeah. We don't want to do another background. The dojo has lost its occupant without Saber. So now it's Rin's room. New Rin room is the dojo, where she's yeah. going to train Shiro Training is a very strong word for what she's going to do to Shiro. I think you mean, Ben, that Rin is taking Shiro there uh, as the setup for a bunch of, like, harem jokes. This is... This is not my favorite stuff. Rin! I like the, I like everyone hanging out. I think it's fun that everyone's hanging out, but, yes. like, the, the, like, rom-com vibe, like, like jealousy jokes... I just don't like that. Rin, it doesn't do much for me. Rin is great in this scene. Rin is funny. The bit that is funny is Rin being like, why are all you fuckers here? Yes. Get out. Rin is trying to do her job and Ilya and and Sakura are here to be like, but Rin, why are you touching don't him? Don't be mean to Shiro. Yes. Rin is a saint here and everyone else is kind of. Mm-hmm. Shiro wants to talk about their strategy. Ilya straight up is like, I'm not fighting. I don't care. I don't even know what's going to happen if I win. I have no reason to try. I will defend myself, but I'm not going to help you. Yep. Sakura isn't allowed within 100,000 feet of Zoken. Uh, And Sakura is like, well, maybe if we just don't resist, he won't hurt us. I'm sure that that will go great. Uh Uh-huh. Shiro wants Ilya, Ryder, and Sakura to bunker down while him and Rin start patrolling again. Seems kind of foolish. They know that it's foolish. Yeah. Sakura is upset. She says that Shiro is far too wounded to continue fighting. And she uh, is like, I was kind of hoping that losing your arm would mean you would stay the fuck home. Mm-hmm. We saw her thinking, oh, yay. He's so <laughs> injured now. <laughs> creepy smile. Yeah. Uh, he get, He says that he just wants to get the grail to save her. And mm-hmm. he gives a big speech about how careful he's going to be. Noted, famed for his careful behavior, Shiro. Rin's like, we're not going to actually do anything. We're just going to like, we're not going to fight him head on. If we see an opportunity, we'll take it. We're mm-hmm. guerrilla fighters now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin also is, talks about the worm. Zokin can't snap his fingers and make the worm go off. He's going to need drugs to get it going again. Yeah. Aphrodisiacs. Hmm. Uh, and she's like, Zokin's not going to just leave us here because we're standing still. He's going to come for you. Rin tells her to stand the fuck up for herself. Mm-hmm. And Sakura whines. Rin calls her out for her weird submissiveness. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. 
this is Rin tells her to keep away from Zoken. Get Ryder to carry her out if it if it comes to that. As long yeah. as Ryder's alive, the Grail is incomplete. Yeah. Rin does not know there are extra servants running around, but <laughs> there's only one. That's true. There is only one this route. Is there usually more than one? No. No, there's just one extra. It's just Gil. <laughs> it's just Gil. He counts as like three servants, though. Apparently. Pain in the ass. Sakura does not respond to this in a very Sakura way. She just kind of like lowers her head. in the in the whatchamacallit. Nadeko from uh Pokemonogatari 2 just kind of lowers your head and just waits for people to get frustrated and leave you alone. Uh-huh. Rin is trying her best to care for Sakura, and Sakura's like, oh, Rin hates me. Uh-huh. Rin is very um not compassionate. Yeah, you know what I she's mean? practical. She's being very practical, which, hmm, it is true that just p- coddling Sakura isn't going to help here, but also Rin is very mean to Sakura, and everyone's been very mean to Sakura. Yeah. Um, I would, yes. Hmm? Yeah. Rin, Rin comes and goes between kind of hanging out and Sakura and being mean to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, it is... It is always clear that Rin has Sakura's best interests oh, in yeah. mind. It's more like, I wonder sometimes if the tone that she takes with Sakura is helping or hurting. Oh, it's absolutely hurting. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this is where we get into like the, the uh, like, yeah. rom-com stuff. I forgot that there was Rin's actual like, content to the scene before we got to the yeah. exhausting part. Rin tells Shiro to strip. This is this is a reoccurring joke. What, mm-hmm. Is this just how language works in Japanese? Because they're always saying strip when they mean take your shirt off. I think that that's just the joke. Is like uh-huh. Rin is like, oh yeah, I get this happens. Strip so and um, Sakura gets all upset and whiny. Sakura's mad. Rin's gonna put a warding crest on Shiro by giving up part of her magic crest. Cell. using part of it using part of it um yeah as, a, as opposed to transplanting it yes. it's just like oh yeah i have a spell for this in uh-huh. there so okay shiro is not getting a switch this time no no why not uh because that would make his arm too powerful <laughs> yeah 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 just being able to toggle it on and off is gonna get the get the arm going unfortunately yeah. Uh, this all has the like energy of you have to go to see the doctor and your wife is an absolute freak and demands on being in the room with you and screams whenever the doctor touches you mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And this is why you don't bring your freaky, jealous wife to the doctor with you. To be fair, the doctor is also very attractive and you're getting a little flustered that she's touching you. <laughs> Yes, but Shiro's not going to fucking do anything. This is why Sakura should not be in the room. They're not going to fuck. All it's doing Listen, is making Sakura I, upset and Rin's job harder. If Rin said, do you want to... Uh, Shiro, weird fetish. All I'm saying, Ben, is that if Rin said, do you want to, Shiro would say, absolutely. Then Sakura should find a better husband. <laughs> this is also true. Unfortunately, Shiro's the best she's got. She could do better. Apparently not. So Rin is setting Shiro up to have more limiters on his magical energy so as not to set off the arm and to raise his magic resistance so the shade can't drain him as easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's getting horny about those. Well, he's getting horny about 
Rin touching him. Yeah. He's not getting horny about the concept of magic resistance. I don't know. I think it's unclear. <laughs> <laughs> she sticks some needles in him. Uh, well, it sounds like she sticks her fingers in him. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? <laughs> Transmask Shiro. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, like, like through his... There's a description of her putting her finger through his skin into his inside. Oh, okay. I thought she was sticking needles in. Uh, oh, he does... There is definitely pins involved because yeah. he says something about there being pins in his joints and feeling like Frankenstein later. Mm-hmm. But the, th- the thing with this is, I think that Shiro wouldn't be as worked up and horny if it wasn't for Sakura blushing and, like, getting upset in the background, making this feel so much more sexual than it is. I think, but also it's Shiro. Shiro is oh, like the funny. the wildest. Like he is so horny for everything at all times. Sakura loudly black blurts out that they fucked. Uh, in an she says to calm herself that down. they're lovers. Uh-huh. But yeah, she says we had sex last night, and then she says we're, we're lovers. No one okay. else seems to hear this, or not. Or at least they're not acknowledging it. I don't but, remember. Maybe I had the. Other patch on, or the the Rialto knew it dialogue on at that point, but um yes. So she, she's like, please stop being so attracted to Rin, and he's like, I I don't know, I will do my best. Uh huh. It's not really how this kind of thing works, but certainly not for Shiro's. The thing is, uh, you can't really control if you're attracted to someone. What you can control is your actions. You know yeah. what I mean? He's not reaching over and grabbing Rin's boobs. You know what I mean? Thank God. Uh, but Sakura uh, doesn't care about that Ben mm-hmm. Sakura wants a man who will only ever look at her and Shiro laments the, how hard it is to have beautiful women draped over him all the time uh-huh. it's lunchtime food report what are Rin and Sakura making together Mapo Tofu a fan favorite I just remembered that I have some leftover mapo tofu in the free in the fridge right now uh, that I do need to make rice for, but that is a very exciting prospect. Sakura and Rin are cooking. Ilya and Shiro are watching. Ilya is like, "What the fuck were you thinking?" <laughs> Putting those uh-huh. two together, Shiro's like, "No, no, no! Watch, watch! This is this is this is good, actually." Uh, he wants to stro- stoke their like uh. Nature oh, he wants to stroke. <laughs> I expect better from you. Why? They both love cooking. And so, and he knows that Sakura likes Rin or she would never, or yeah, Sakura would never call her uh, Nason even like casually outside of, not to her face if she yeah. didn't like her. You know yeah. what I mean? She would just call her Rin or Senpai or whatever she calls him. Uh-huh. Ilya is impressed that the two of them are getting it's like trying to get along, but really awkward. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, and then Shiro calls Sakura over and be like, hey, call Rin Nason to her face. She'll like it. Shiro drags her out into the hallway uh-huh. and is like, hey, hey, Sakura, call, call Rin Nason. And Sakura's like, not in a million years. And Shiro's like, Rin loves you. And Sakura's like, fine, I'll do it. Uh huh. Rin has become emoto pilled. 
Rin has always been emoto pilled. Uh, it works. Rin, Rin's very happy, although yeah. she won't directly admit it. Uh-huh. Uh, and they have fun making lunch together. Rin cannot help but be Tundere. Tundere. Tundere? I bet that there's a, a like, Romanji. Tundere is a uh, giant steel type Pokemon that's Tundere. <laughs> Rin and Ilya are off prepping for their secret plan. She tells Shiro to take it easy for a bit. Sakura is also resting because she's not feeling good. Shiro thinks of himself uh, with the needles in him like he's a cyborg or something, and we get a choice. Go bug Rin and Ilya. Go one, check on Ryder. One sec, Ben. We did skip over Shiro hating spicy food once more, which... Uh, I cannot condone. Him and Ilya Shiro, are siblings, so it Shiro makes sense that they both don't like spicy food. just wrong at all times. Although we do get a cute Ilya sticking her tongue out it is because the food is too spicy. Anyway, where were we? We have a choice. Shiro's bored. Does he go bug Rin and Ilya, go check on Ryder because he hasn't seen her around, or go see Sakura? See, Sakura skips to the next scene, it yes. seems like. So, uh, I ended on Ryder, but I'm doing them uh, chronologically uh, so that we end on Sakura because that's just the next scene. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Rin and Ilya. Rin's glasses have made a comeback. Yeah. I do love Rin's oh, glasses. One thing I forgot to say about Sasakoi is that Yori sometimes wears glasses. Wear them all the time. Yeah. More girls should wear glasses. Sick of all these anime girls who are not wearing glasses. It's really a travesty. There are so many beautiful... There are so many uh, anime girls out there with incredible potential. They're just being let down by not wearing glasses. Weird anti-glasses vibe in anime. This, like, um, typecasting of the glasses girl as being a specific type of loser. You know what I mean? Yeah. Glasses girls rise up. Glasses girls can be every type of loser. <laughs> yeah. I love each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Rin they're, yells. They're so rare. I have to. <laughs> Rin yells at Shiro for bothering them while they're doing secret magic stuff. He compliments her glasses. She's self-conscious about uh, her glasses. So she kind of appreciates the compliment. But he does it in this like weird backhanded way where she gets mad anyway. Mm-hmm. And then she says, go see Sakura. Yep. This was, this was a, you've made the wrong choice, traveler. (laughs) Yes. You do, in fact, get a Sakura point for Rin or, um, or not, the two options that are not going to see Rin. Oh, going to see Rin is the only one where you don't get a Sakura point? That makes sense. Sakura is the most, um, uh, Shiro says, uh, you're the most jealous girl I know. And Sakura says, you know other girls? extremely yes Shiro goes looking for our big purple friend uh, she's hanging out by the shed invisible dinosaur what We do we know she's Medusa yeah we know she's Medusa okay. she used her eyes oh right she's a dinosaur uh, are snakes dinosaurs no that's no, birds are gorgons dinosaurs no why not because they're they're snakes. They're not dinosaurs. They're close. Snakes, snakes aren't related to dinosaurs. Are they not? 
I mean, in the broad sense of everything being related, if you go back far enough, I guess they are. But you said our big purple friend. I just want to relate. I, okay. It would be very cute. You're, you're calling her Barney? Yes. <laughs> Ryder's grim face poking out of the mouth of a Barney costume. Uh, Shira reminds us that Ryder is hot and scantily clad. Uh, important, mm-hmm. I guess. She's not that scantily clad. There's a really short skirt. On, on that dress you know what i mean she it, is she moves around a lot her her underwear must be on display constantly for an aroge she's not at all scantily clad is all i'm saying yeah she is she is more sexually dressed than like mm-hmm. or sexily sexily suggestively suggestively she's more suggestively dressed than anyone else in this game yes basically uh-huh can't think of anyone yeah any other girl yeah no 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 one dresses um, like Ryder. rider has got the horniest out but it is like i think the, the thing is that takeuchi's just not like great at drawing like casually horny outfits yes at designing the and thing drawing is them. i just think started fushigi densha and like 10 minutes in if you're a native japanese reader and like an hour for me uh you meet a woman who's wearing what could saran wrap yeah <laughs> what could uh charitably be called uh lingerie <laughs> a negligee negligee yeah you're right too but another term Shira just wanted to say hi and she's like wow someone has a lot of free time <laughs> <laughs> i'm here Writer's for constant put downs are very funny <laughs> i'm here for sure just consistently getting owned uh-huh um she's like if you're looking to ask me to look protect anyone besides sakura look again she was like i'm so glad that you're uh looking after sakura and she's like you're a fucking weirdo mm-hmm. um shiro does want her to also save Ilya if it comes to it mm-hmm. and offers to save Ryder if Ryder is in danger uh if she'll promise to save Ilya. and she Ryder's has like she has an incredible comeback where she's like, well, if I'm in danger, that means you're dead, probably. <laughs> and, but she begrudgingly agrees to this. Yeah. But she does say, you have to save me first, then I'll consider uh, saving Elia. Yep. So payment up front. She has... She appreciates Shiro's, like, uh, earnestness uh-huh. in the same way that Sakura... Or not to the degree that Sakura does, but she gets, like, frustrated about how much she appreciates it. Uh-huh. She does smile, a tiny little, very subtle smile. And she was like, oh, you're smiling. And she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you uh, for implying so. It is It is fun seeing her splite, sprite flicker back and forth. Because it is like, oh, it's a very subtle smile. Uh-huh. You can, you can tell. Yeah. But it's subtle. Yeah. Then he goes on to ask Ryder how tall she is, and she gets nervous because she's self-conscious about her height, because uh, she thinks that her height makes her unfuckable, but Shiro says, you're plenty fuckable, babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryder's like, go talk to Sakura, for fuck's sake. She's not even that tall. No. She's taller than Shiro, but she's not taller than Archer, is she? No, I don't think no. so. Tiny. <laughs> You have to add like four or five inches for localization. I know, I know. She's not Japanese. She can be tall. Apparently not. 
Um, right. Okay. She is happy that he's Sakura. Alive. Sakura. How's Sakura doing? She was napping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, Shiro's here now, so she's awake and wants to talk to him. Yeah, she makes a joke about how she was planning on sneaking out to go clean something because her housewife instincts are too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin has already like cornered her again and said that if she pushes herself too hard, Rin's just going to kill her on the spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakura appreciates that Rin likes her enough to scold her for pushing herself too hard, even if she does so by saying, I will put a knife through you. Uh-huh. Rin does, or wow, Ben's note does say, uh, Rin said that if she pushed herself too hard uh, and collapsed, Rin would put her down, which I read as I, she will, Rin will put Sakura down for a nap. <laughs> no, 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 more in the sick dog kind of sense. Which yeah. going to be a reoccurring vibe for this. Uh-huh. <sighs> Shiro's like, okay, please keep resting. Mm-hmm. And Sakura's like, well... I will rest as long as you as long as you put me down for a nap. Tuck me in, yeah. Tuck me in. Pat's her head. That's nice. Yeah. I love to pat a girl's head. Pat my head. He agrees to hang out for a bit and stares at Sakura's boobs for a while while she talks about her insecurities about not being as hot as Rin and she's self conscious about her boobs. Uh I was very annoyed about this, but then I it's slightly better because I realized that Sakura is really sloppily trying to be she's like pushing her boobs together like oh no look at my big boobs i'm so nervous about them trying to get him to fuck her Uh uh-huh it's better when she's it's better when she's not earnestly complaining about her body and she's trying to seduce him in this really clumsy way but i still don't really like this yes um if only someone would hold these massive honkers shiro (laughs) Shiro doesn't hear a word she says about anything because he was staring at her boobs. Ben, real quick. Yes. I would accept head pats and a tuck-in from Shiro. I think it would be pleasant. You love Shiro so much. I don't love Shiro. Last episode, he's your boyfriend. Now he's tucking you into bed. I literally don't wedding. I literally don't remember saying that he's my boyfriend. I, it's it's in there. I heard it. I put it in there a lot. I know. I'm just saying that I don't I remember. could put it here too. That would be very funny. Um I also yeah, Shiro completely missing everything that she's saying cuz he's like I can't I can't have sex. I can't have sex. I can't have sex. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I truly. I've talked about this before. I don't understand how Shiro is this horny. Uh-huh. Like, just and it, teen boy stuff. Yeah, but like he has already had sex with her. Uh huh. You think it would take some of the magic away, but yeah. Uh, or not or even magic. The, just like the the like the like pressing and overwhelming yeah. need. That but honestly, that probably just made it worse. Did it? For like teens, yeah. Well, the thing is, is that like he is he is not even processing a single word that she's saying. Which is the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah. That, I get like that sometimes if I'm focused on something else. Like he's focused. I'm he's really focused on those big, big honkers, man. <laughs> I do gotta say, I feel like if I if my arm was lopped off and replaced with a demon arm that was slowly killing me, I probably wouldn't be very horny for a few days. Yeah, like I just make it about the arm, make it about him. Like suddenly his arm's having a flare up, or he has to like adjust the cloth or like something there rather than 
yeah, we've already had sex, uh, but all I can think about is like, oh, she must be really pretty. Shiro snaps back to reality and moves the conversation back to a normal thing. Sakura has a single tear in her eye because she was hoping to get some. <laughs> oh. Sakura, there is a... Shiro's like, we can't have sex because Ilya and Rin are right over there and this place has paper-thin walls. Yes. There is a there's a fun bit where Shiro's like, oh, sorry, what were we talking about? And Sakura says, I think something's still related to Rin, but like a completely different vibe from what she was saying. Mm-hmm. Which is like a, yeah, that's fun, but. This um extremely has the vibe of that Buchanan tweet uh, where they're Rin and, uh, it's Rin and Shiro and that where Rin wants to, or Shiro wants to have sex and Rin's like, oh, we can't because Ilya is still awake and Shiro's like, she's going to be asleep soon. And then in the other room, Ilya says, damn, this Pepsi's strong as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Great tweet. All-time yeah. fate tweet. <laughs> Just Sakura for this one. Yeah. Okay. They go back to talking about Rin. Sakura's like, oh, Rin is like the perfect person in my eyes. She's too bright and unassailable for me to even look at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the two of them have kind of been circling each other forever without actually ever talking to each other. They both knew, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, Sakura has been worried that Rin would hate her since their magic is so different and Mato magic is fucked up and evil. This is good. This is good. He asks if she hates Mato magic. What's she say? Senpai, that's a little like asking someone if she hates breathing. I do like that. I do yeah. Like that. I like a lot of this conversation, actually. Sakura says that her training wasn't so bad. Lie. And that Shiro has gone through worse lie and that she doesn't mind being hurt by other people lie but she doesn't want to cause herself pain true (laughs) i okay i don't think all of those are a lie but um shiro was never thrown into the worm sex pit (laughs) and left there for months what she says is uh and if you want to talk about strictness it's not even close to your training i'm fine with getting hurt by others but i'm scared of hurting myself i want to live so i can't end it myself i wouldn't mind dying but i'm scared to think about killing myself the thing is i think sakura is way overstating how actually she, okay she is with other people hurting her yes uh-huh. but so not, i don't take she's that not, very seriously she's not saying my training was less bad than yours mm-hmm. um although there was Maybe it was last episode we got a line that was sick as hell about, like, uh, uh, the, like, abuse that is getting trained in magic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've endured that for a while, which is, like, that is every mage. All <laughs> mages abuse their children. That's um, true. I do think that the, the worm sex pit is a little but, beyond the pale, but... Yeah. Well, she's not saying my training was less bad than yours she's saying that you have the the uh like fortitude of will the strength of will to uh every night uh almost kill yourself Mm -hmm. for no gain Uh (laughs) for no reason like i don't think this is admirable about shiro No, but it is something that Sakura admires about him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Is that he he has the ability to 
every night Shiro goes out and plays in traffic. <laughs> he gets hit by four cars and drags himself home, and it's so beautiful and uplifting. <laughs> Shiro's like a dog who keeps running into the street. The, this is why people I, like him, though. It was a tweet by someone recently about, like, Shiro protecting women and, like... <laughs> Just going and getting himself killed. And, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I but that is hit by a car, yeah. Um, But, yeah. I think the important part is that it is something that Sakura admires about him. Uh-huh. Is that she is... She knows what the right course is. Mm-hmm. She knows that she's hurting people. She knows that she shouldn't be alive. But she's too scared to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And she believes that Shiro would. If it was mm-hmm. him in her shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I guess the part that that why I'm calling it lies is because I think Sakura has a a way of saying convenient things that make everyone around her feel better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, while minimizing her own pain. Yeah. So I don't think those are incompatible ideas. You know? What yeah. I mean? She says that she walked in on him doing his training once about six months ago without getting spotted. And she said it looked like it fucking sucked. And he was like, did I look cool? Did I look cool? Did it look like I was doing good? And she's like, no. She wanted to stop him. Um, and she says that he has a pure heart and would never betray anyone. Shiro has never betrayed anyone. Shiro has never betrayed anyone. Shiro and Shar Aznapol have uh, this in common. Yes, yes. Or um, Shar as of Zeta. I don't know if Shar betrays anyone after Zeta. He's going to do something extremely wicked. Is he? This is a line from from uh, uh, Shar's counterattack. He no. says, Amaru, I'm about to do something extremely wicked. <laughs> when did Shar become Kotomine? <laughs> In Shar's counterattack. Okay. Um, Amaru. I don't think Shar is ever Kotomine, but... Just the voice that you were using. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. Amaro, some men just want to watch the world burn. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kotamine with a rocket launcher. Blame this on the misfortune of your birth. <laughs> I don't think that, that's not from when he had the rocket launcher. That's from uh, Garma, right? Yeah. Okay. We're getting on a real Gundam tangent. I'm so sorry. Amaro. Amaro. Thank you for joining me. In. Uh, uh, Shiro says something about them having sex later, basically, uh, mm-hmm. when Rin and Ilya are not right next door and then waits until she falls asleep and then leaves. There's a cute CG of Sakura in bed with the covers pulled up. Mm-hmm. They talk about his fucked up arm and uh, sleepily Sakura muses about how uh, whatever Rin's been doing to stabilize his arm is going to last not very long and it's going to uh pop off in a real major way very soon i'm sure it's fine um she says she might that rider might know how to help and then asks him not to leave because she's going to have nightmares if he's not there and what's the last thing she says before he does leave uh she whispers quiet enough that he can't hear or at least like understand what she's saying keep watch and be on your guard against me Classic Sakura. Normal things for a girl to say. This is what I say every time, every night as I fall asleep to Ben is keep watch and be on your guard against me. This is because uh, Fen sometimes reaches over and slaps me in uh, fair sleep by tossing over. 
This has happened before. You have whapped me in the face once with your arm. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It happens. I just love and cherish you. I would never do that if I was awake. Uh huh. Uh huh. Interlude 11-1 Heaven's Field. Shinji's new background here. It's yeah. His room. I forgot that this was the first time we saw this background uh-huh. until reading Ben's notes because, like, I have already seen it. But it's a, it's a, I was about to say it's a cute room. It is the most, like, ah, oh, yes, this is an anime girl's room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Shinji wanders around her room, smashing things while loudly yelling at her uh, as if she were there. It's a travesty that we don't get a second background. Of it is just like, yeah. The thing is that he apparently does this every night for the last three years, coming Mm -hmm. into the room and smashing things up. Well, he storms into the room. He doesn't always smash things. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think the implication there is that usually it's Sakura that he's smashing up, not Mm -hmm. the physical stuff in the room. Uh huh. So we get some uh, sad boy Shinji backstory here. Yeah. Don't you feel so bad for Shinji? Rialta Nua Shinji is like a character I I cannot like, but he's at least like understandable, uh-huh. right? Um, it is so hard for me to empathize with original Shinji. I can't, yeah. I still don't really like... I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, Rialta Nua Shinji did nothing wrong. No. But like, at least... At least you can understand how he uh-huh. got there. Uh-huh. I uh, yeah, I understand how he got there. Either way, I just don't. It just does not compel me. You yeah. know what I mean. So anyway, he uh, knows about the Mato magic since mm-hmm. he was very young, and he thought he was a special boy anyway because his family had magic knowledge, if not actual magic anymore. Yeah. So he spent a lot of time studying the magic that he couldn't do. And then soccer got adopted 10 years ago and he hated the fact that she was there, but he was like, I'm the special boy of this family. I'm learning magic. She's just some kid. Ha. Mm -hmm. So he actually, he left her alone, didn't talk to her much and felt superior to her until three years ago. He accidentally walked into the bugs and piss room found Sakura being raped by worms while his dad and grandfather watched over her and saw, thought, wow, I thought I was the one supposed to get trained in magic. Mm-hmm. I'm mad at Sakura. Mm-hmm. This is why I can't really feel bad is because he walks in on Sakura being quote unquote trained in magic by sexual assault by demon bugs and is like, wow, Sakura's taken everything from me. Yeah. The thing is that he pro- he would not be getting sexually assaulted by bugs if he was being trained because the Mato family are poisonous misogynists. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. This just is so uncompelling. Did you mm-hmm. do this scene in the other version in Rialto Nua version? I did not redo it. I don't remember. Okay. Sakura felt bad for Shinji. Uh, and that just made Shinji matter. Shinji's dad started treating him badly after he found out that he wasn't actually being trained as the successor and then died for some reason. And his grandpa just kind of ignored him. He says something about how how Sakura doesn't even really live in this room, I guess. Mm-hmm. Probably does homework in it. Um, he says a bunch of rapey shit and then gets mad at Shiro for stealing Sakura away. Um... And he's he's mad that Zoken has been allowing Sakura to stay at 
uh, Shiro's house now mm-hmm. and decides he has to crush Sakura's spirit once again. And then uh, the interlude ends. I think, yeah, the the part of this that is like, if not empathetic, understandable at least, mm-hmm. yeah. is that, yeah, Shinji thought he was special mm-hmm. and then found out he wasn't. And then his entire family was like, oh, now you that you know you're not special. We don't care about you at all. Uh-huh. We're just going to abandon you. Uh-huh. Which is like, yeah, it would kind of suck to not have a family anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But. No, no, I totally get that. It's just like, I feel like the stars would fall out of my eyes a little bit if I saw what it meant to be trained as a Mato family mage. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just never Shinji. Shinji has every opportunity from other people, every affordance and allowance to just not do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and he goes along with his grandfather and he does evil fucked up shit. And he's not even like magically conditioned by a worm uh, in his body that forces him to do what Zokin says. And he just does whatever Zokin says anyway, because he himself is a big little worm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I totally get it. I think it it works. I d- I think it works. And I do think that while I don't necessarily like the like I've complained about the way that they are cleaning up how bad Shinji is, mm-hmm. but I also don't like the lingering on it. You know what I mean? Well, so this is what I mean by Rialto Newish Shinji works better for me largely uh-huh. because it is it becomes a like inward hatred that is leaking out as opposed to something that is like oh yeah he's still like as opposed to something that oh yeah for three years he's been abusing sakura Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i don't have any sympathy for him Mm -hmm. and like yes i i still don't have a ton of sympathy for realta Shinji because like yeah he's still being an awful person yeah uh yeah but there's like yeah i think that shinji is more interesting than someone like um caster's guy right mm-hmm. caster's guy is just complete nothing character you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i like i think Shinji is more compelling than zoken who is like a cartoon supervillain. you yes. know what i mean uh i just it just doesn't it doesn't do much for me but no. um yes same i am i am trying to understand why people like, like shinji shinji or at least like like he's just like an un- just like a really unpleasant dude yeah you know so interlude out interlude out food report food report what on earth is shiro making now shiro's making uh fried swordfish sounds delicious and simmered meat and potato you call it niku i think niku on its own just means beef mm. unless you specify that it's something else i assume they keep uh, saying yeah. meat but, like, Shiro's not plopping down a bo- block of mystery meat. He's probably just talking about beef. Uh-huh. He realizes he has to go shopping Yakuniku soon. is grilled beef, not grilled. You know? Yeah. Because yakitori is yeah, it's chicken. Chicken, yeah. I think yakiniku can be beef. I think it can pork. be, but I think that the default is probably beef. Yeah. Uh, cause like later he says, um, he says like stewed meat or something. And also I made hamburgers and it's like, so it was probably beef then, huh? Uh, sure. realizes that he has to go shopping soon. Cause having four people in the house, they eat, uh, not quite four times as much as one person. 
probably four times as much as one person. They don't have Saber anymore. Soccer is it would be soccer is fat coded. Saber would really be adding to their uh, yeah. their like food costs. In that case, Rin would be correct I about magic and well. money being tied to one another. Saber, Saber, the whole thing with Saber going dark is that instead of eating uh, Shiro's delicious, healthy, like, fish and meat meals, she's going to McDonald's every day mm-hmm. and just, like, ordering $100 worth of food and walking out without paying for it. <laughs> this is Saber Alter to me. Uh-huh. They have dinner. Ryder doesn't show up. She doesn't like eating. Uh... Rin talks about everyone's different food specialties. Ilya says the stew is delicious and she's only eating little bits of potato out of it and nothing else, but she's happy. Mm-hmm. Gotta give her some gummy multivitamins. Mm. Does Ilya need multivitamins? Sakura, on the other hand, is like, wait, did you use salt instead of sugar for the stew? I think that you would salt stew, but... I don't know how to make. Well, I mean, you like need that. a little bit of salt and like a decent chunk of sugar. Yeah, fascinating. I've never made. A stew. I mean, like like a stew, or I assume that it's that it's somewhere between a stew and a like a sweet curry. I see. And so, Sakura, everyone else tries it and are like, "No, it's totally fine." Sakura tries it again and like kind of awkwardly laughs and is like, "Hi, I must have gotten an unseasoned piece." Yeah. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. And then she eats a bunch as if to prove to everyone that she's not, like, losing her sense of taste or something like that. Uh Uh-huh. After dinner, Shiro and Rin set out to go patrolling. Uh, Sakura hates this but doesn't say anything. Rin has a secret weapon in the making, but it's not ready yet. So, basically, their plan is... I was like, why the fuck are they bothering with this? It's... With the hope that at least they can disrupt whatever yeah. attack is going on. If they can, if not chase Zoken off, distract him so that people can get away or something yeah. like that. This is, that's, that's fair. Uh-huh. Seems high risk. It is. It definitely feels like the kind of thing that is like, well, we would lose our minds just sitting at home. So It's more of a morale thing than anything else, like yeah. wishful thinking. Sakura wants to go with, and Rin is very harsh and tells her to fuck off, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they leave without giving her a chance to, like, uh, argue. Shiro tells Rin that she's being too mean. And Rin's like, I have no sympathy for Sakura. It's her problem what happened to her. And she needs to be realistic if we're going to have a chance here. (laughs) Rin. It's true. Rin is lying to herself to try and, like, uh, lying to Shiro to try and, like, convince herself uh, of this. But the thing is that Rin is textually making it worse yes i mean this is yes yeah this is this, this is, is the, rin saying oh that could have been me uh rip to sakura but i'm different uh-huh uh let's see shiro says that he knows that she really loves sakura and uh is actually caring about him and she's like she's glad that shiro recognizes that she cares and gets a little bashful about it Mm -hmm. they go to the creepy park in shinto to look at where all the guy parts were found rin says it's being treated as an accident what kind of accident causes mysterious like parts of four guys to show up in a park did a runaway wood chipper hit four guys and then just keep going and fall into the river uh i mean presumably in a world with magic something like this happens every once in a while 
but it would be treated as like a murder. Yeah, probably. Like, how is that? Fan, tell me. Give me, give me one other reason okay. besides the runaway wood chipper that uh, <laughs> parts of four guys, but not enough blood for four guys, would end up in a park and all be gone. Besides, someone did it. Um, my bet is that Kotamina has like real power with the Kotamina's spinning misinformation. Yeah, I'm so curious. I want to hear. They've given us like bad rationale for all of the other incidents i so want to hear what nasu's like accident rationale for this is uh-huh rin's out here thinking it was a an unexpected meal yeah uh-huh she's she's kind of doubting that the shade did this uh-huh. now because like it hasn't completely stripped the magical energy from this area mm-hmm it was that we saw this. We saw this happen. We know it was the shade. Mm-hmm. We know it was Sakura. Yeah. <laughs> she said it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the thing where Nasu is like, give, told us what the thing is, but not used the words yet. And he's going to kind of dangle it over us for another. He's told days. the reader what the thing is. Uh huh. The characters don't know. Um, okay. They talk about Mato magic. Rin says it's all about bindings and coercions. And they invented command spells and all that. He wonders how Sakura did that thing with the blood fort. You know? Yeah. He's like, that doesn't sound like Mato magic. Uh, Mm -hmm. So she must have just been really pulling from Ryder in order to do that. Rin says that Sakura can't do magic because the Crestworm is eating all of her magic. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. weird. Because she definitely did weird tentacles. Yeah, but she was like getting uh, destroyed by it because of the blood for it. You know what I mean? They all have, they have excuses for why she was able to do that. Mm-hmm. He asks if Rin and Sakura are close in power since they're sisters. She admits that they have similar magic circuit counts, but Sakura is way, way weaker than uh, Rin for a number of reasons. We get some more stuff about attunements. Mm-hmm. The, okay, the thing for me is that attunement ultimately meaningless (laughs) like yeah that chiros's swords is like funny there's gonna be another big one right because sakura's is the void that's why she is this you know what i mean she's the imaginary element she's the void she's that's why she's so attuned to the grail and that's why they're bringing it back up okay so anyway let's let's start this over yeah Part of the reason why Sakura is so much weaker than Rin is because there's an elemental mismatch happening with her attunement versus the Mato attunement. Yeah. This is like real textural magic system stuff that we're about to get into. Rin's element is the five elements. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Shiro's is unknown at this point because she doesn't have the ability to figure it out. But yes, it's, it's swords. Sakura's is the imaginary element. Which is hey, a cool that's phrase. That's a craft essence and fate grand order that it gives is. 60 or 75% starting NP gauge. And it was uh, extra powerful for the imaginary scramble along with all the other imaginary CEs. It, yeah, I was about to say is, and then I was like, oh, right, when this episode goes out, that event will be over. Will it be over? Yeah. Oh, wow. We have like three more days or something. Oh, shit. I got to get that challenge quest done. The Mato element is water. <laughs> no, nothing fancy. Just mm-hmm. water. So they've been forcing her to resonate with that instead of her proper element, which is massively weakening her. 
So even Shiro could take her in a fight, basically. Mm-hmm. Even uh, if she had magical energy, she probably would be super weak. Mm-hmm. And with the worm eating all of her extra energy, no one can tell she's a mage because she's not leaking magical energy. Rin could whoop her ass 10 times out of 10, she says. I wonder if that's foreshadowing. <laughs> Rin says something about being happy that at least Sakura is smiles and is ha- a happy person around the, the Emiya house. And uh, she never smiles anywhere else unless Shiro is there. And yeah. Shiro kind of like has not fully processed this because she's always smiling when he's there. Yeah. Rin, Rin is like, oh yeah, she. I've never seen her smiling before now. And Shiro's like, but... but she she's always smiling <laughs> um and then and then yeah sure it's kind of like oh that's that's not great yeah rin's like oh it's it's sweet isn't it and he's like this is this is bad i like that Shiro recognizes sakura's codependence as a bad thing you uh-huh. know what i mean uh rin's in the stage of anything is is good at this point mm-hmm. and Shiro's in the stage of i want her to have a future she can't only be happy when she sees me uh shiro's back at home and Shiro, yeah it's like 1 a.m yeah they didn't find anything he is worried well what's he worried about why is he worried well he's worried about their enemies oh uh it's and fine. it's like sure we'll just handle it you know i have a cool weapon this arm what if i took off the shroud Shiro truly is the person who is the most doctor, doctor. My hand hurts every time I put it on the stove. And the doctor says, stop putting it on the stove. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, there's some great, so, some great like lines and text in this scene um, where he, he is such a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, uh, if this is pain, then the pain I've experienced up until now isn't pain. Mm-hmm. As he, like, loosens the shroud a little is great. Uh, and then we we get, like, a stream of consciousness, almost, of text that, like, phases in and out of being sensical sentences mm-hmm. into just, like, words and then back, mm-hmm. back and forth between those. Um... I like this bit where Shiro's like, ah, this is the first time I've felt fear uh-huh. <laughs> since the fire. Yeah. He does manage to retie the shroud and things mostly go back to normal. He's still a little glitchy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have a cool weapon, actually. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was at this point, I was like, you know, he was going to die because his arm was like sloppily dis- like uh, removed last time have they thought about just like uh cutting the arm off in a safer way so that he isn't being killed by a magic poison arm anymore and then shiro immediately is like what if i just cut it off Uh uh-huh i like these intrusive thoughts that shiro's getting Uh uh-huh um you know what i oh right there's uh there's one point where he says something about 60 mil 60 trillion cells like dying and getting replaced mm-hmm. which is uh about two bodies worth hmm. a body has about 30 trillion cells mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a lot of cells interesting i looked it up because i was curious because i was like is he just talking about like oh his whole body like getting reborn mm-hmm. and no he's talking about two bodies getting mm-hmm. 
there there's some kind of like something about a shooting himself in the head and like a gunshot noise and blood splatter and all this stuff Mm -hmm. i don't that that chunk of the metaphor didn't really land for me having watched the the uh hollow stream control let's play a lot of like direct there's a lot of similar like sitting in the director's chair with you or someone else pointing a gun at or Jesse or one of my favorite French like or... cutscene bits in control is when Jesse's holding the gun to her head and it's whispering in her ear with like the butt of the gun uh-huh <laughs> or with the 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 barrel but i think the the thing is is that he he's th- he thinks of the arm as a gun pointed at his head mhm and that the trigger is taking off the shroud uh-huh or that's using, using, I think the sound effects is what got me here. I was like, and the I was like, why are he's not what you know? Anyway, he goes to sleep for a little while, mm-hmm. and then what happens? <sighs> Did I mentioned that we we're in the middle of a sex scene. Soccer is here. It's blowjob time, folks. It is not blowjab, it's blowjob time. I do want to say real quick that my uh, header for this section is why is there so much sex in this Eroge game? Or, or I guess Eroge. That's like arrow game game. Uh, yeah. Why is the... Why, was, why Ben, yes. is there so much sex in this Eroge? I was really worried that we weren't going to get another motion blur blowjob CG, but Takeuchi really came through. Also, I would like to say, you thought, Ben, last time, that Sakura was in housewife mode. Mm-hmm. She has become ultimate wife. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, she was like, oh yeah, kind of cute housewife-ish. Uh-huh. And then, oh no, she's she is just wife-moded. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Absolutely. Brain poisoned. Yeah, yeah, the feral, like, oh, I'm so horny housewife kind of vibe i do real quick i do want to say the music slaps though not for this scene uh-huh it is one of the least it is like a creepy uh-huh. uh dreary like there's like water splashing in the background but uh the the sex scene music is always the same and it's always incredible because it doesn't fit the scene at all Oh, right. The music I'm thinking of, I think, plays at the end of sex scenes. Mm-hmm. In Sakura's route, specifically. Yeah. So, uh, she gives him a blowjob. There's so much cum. Sakura wastes most of it. Yeah, it seems counterintuitive. Since yeah. The whole thing is they got to get it in there. Uh-huh. I'm not really clear on how this works because they're like, oh, cum contains magical energy. You know what I mean? But like, it doesn't seem to work unless it gets, you know, it's like, this is a big waste, I feel like. Yeah. It's plot, like, but also, I know why. Shira Listen, doesn't get fucking, like. I know why Sakura's like face and chest are covered in uh-huh. cum. Why, Fen? Tell me. Because people find it horny. Or sexy. That's the uh-huh. Because people are horny and they want a cum-covered girl. <laughs> But I feel like Takeuchi's been practicing his cum drawing. In this case, Sakura needs to get it in there. <laughs> she needs to swallow. Get it in there. Jeez. You're really you're usually you're not the one doing this. 
I do have a note written down that is like, Sakura, there's a better way. You're wasting so much magical energy. Uh, he wants her to ride him. Uh, she's embarrassed about him getting to see Shiro's the puss. bottom. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh-huh. Fascinating that uh, they talk about Sakura's pubic hair when she absolutely does not have any pubic hair in any of these CGs. Well, part of the thing is all of that is mosaic. These girls are so smooth, though. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, which, speaking of the mosaics, Takeuchi feels like un- he he does not have a lot of experience making censored sex, sex scenes look good. Uh huh. Uh, or he got a hot, he got more time mm-hmm. for this game. Yes. And I'm not a fan necessarily of specifically. There's a CG that is like like a third of it is just a mosaic. Mm-hmm. in this scene in particular um and i think that it, they, they just look better when the mosaic is a piece of do you mean the one the like close-up shot yeah i actually like the close-up shot i like i like how intimate it is yes that's what i like about it but it is like this is a this is a uh from a like artistic design standpoint it just doesn't look good because a third of the screen is just giant chonky pixels i just I, I the mosaic thing i don't really like i don't think it looks good in any of them you know what i mean yeah um, i mean like it's for there for legal reasons not yeah because... no, no, no but like if we're talking about aesthetics i don't think any of them looks good but like i feel like this one cg has more personality than every other sex scene sakura cg basically yeah i think which is interesting you're right that it might have more personality but like because of the the like laws that he is operating under Mm -hmm. i don't think it looks good Mm. and like Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know yeah i just like that it's different (laughs) at all yeah because like all of these other cgs like the the blowjob cg we got the ba- the exact same thing with a different hair color for uh, Saber. Mm-hmm. It was the same composition. I I would believe it's the same sketch redrawn. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh he's he's doing something. Yeah, you know, I like that. I like that part. There are too many Sakura sex scene CGs, though. Is the problem? I don't think that there are actually more than. Probably Saber. Not. Let me check. Actually, there might be. We got so many scenes with her. Mm-hmm. Why does Shiro just never take his fucking pants off for any of these scenes? Neither does uh, Shiki. It's always pants wearing. I'm also Zipper asking seems this like question. Seems like be uncomfortable. Then? Yeah. This is the this is the thing. Is that um, presumably because Takeuchi just doesn't want to like draw. Uh, mostly naked characters or something, but like it's Man. either well the girls are always naked. I said or sorry, I meant partially naked. Uh huh. Um, it is always either oh yes you're wearing clothes, or uh we cut to and now you're naked. Saber and Rin do not own bras as far as we know. <laughs> I don't think anyone has underwear. Yeah, but. Anyway, Shiro compares Sakura's pussy to a carnivorous plant eating him, which seems fine. <laughs> There's this weird dream fog that happens in a, a lot of these Sakura, Sakura CGs. 
this like pink fog that fills the room. I feel like it's supposed to be like sparkly love. Yeah, it's just but, weird feeling. Uh-huh. Um We get the first CG of Sakura's breasts being affected by gravity. <laughs> Or of any Takeuchi girl's boobs being affected by gravity. They I do look like a little weird. Less gravity and more like force. Physics. Physics, yeah. They're physics they're, enabled. They are they're in, like pushing up. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, they are resisting the the uh, effect of gravity. Uh-huh. They are, Sakura's titties are not weighed down by Earth's gravity. Sakura is the most weighed down by Earth's gravity girl I've ever seen. You're calling Sakura an old type? Yeah. I think Shiro is an old type. Shiro would be a Gundam boy, though. I just don't think he's got it in him to be a new type. Rin's a new type. Some of the moans that the Sakura's voice actress recorded are so, so much that they've inserted into these sex scenes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were moans from... Yeah. They're very sexual, yeah. is all I'm saying. Yes. I turned off the uh the whatchamacallit. Um there's an option that says like play unmatched voices. Ah uh-huh, uh-huh. So I turned that off. So I didn't have any moments. I have the second. same I have the same uh like thought during the other scenes where they're yeah. actually from where I'm like, yeah. wow, that's really horny. Uh-huh. Shiro thinks that his life force is being drained and compares it to the horrible sex dream that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh He's trying not to think about chopping off his arm. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, right. One other thing I wanted to say about the scene generally uh-huh. is that uh, you could read it as shadows, but what in this scene specifically, Shiro is like significantly darker skinned yeah, that's weird. than he is normally. Why? I don't know. It is like closer... Two or this archer's Archer. hand spreading from the arm. I don't can't be. Please tell me that's not true. Oh right, I I do also have a note that is the Sakura orgasm uh, CG is the funniest thing in the world because her boobs are just all over the place. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They do look a little like bouncy balls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shiro collapses, um, remembering the Rin sex dream and falls asleep. Let's do the simple and clean version of this. One more, one oh, more comment yeah, one more thought. on this. Uh, there, yeah, it is cute and also, uh, like existentially depressing that, um, this feels like. Uh, the first time Sakura has dreamed about having sex with Shiro for a long time mm-hmm. and she was able to a couple of nights ago but um, there's some line in here that made me uh, write down that it feels like this is the first time that she's enjoyed it mm-hmm. and like actually been present enough to enjoy having sex with someone that she loves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah which is like, oof. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Sakura. Poor Sakura. Let's do the Rialta Nua version. Sakura is a vampire again. Yep. 
uh we get some interesting uh stuff was this kind of thing where nasu was using the space the space of the sex scene to do something different Mm -hmm. to reinforce a different idea you know Mm -hmm. shiro was like oh if a lady wants your blood you gotta cut yourself open for her Uh, Mm oh you don't she doesn't need to bite me and i'm like biting's probably part of why what she's enjoying about it but okay shiro you know you're trying to be polite he gets out a box cutter and then kind of looks at his two hands, the one he can't use or uncover and the one that's holding the knife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do the thing. And then uh, gets really close to hacking his arm off with the box cutter before Shusakura calls out to him. He sure does. Uh, this is, I guess this is what Rin just has all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he manages to do it with one hand somehow and she crawls over to him and his blood while in a haze. Uh, the CG, it's the same CG as before, same blood drinking CG, but there's way more blood. He made a mess. Mm -hmm. He holds her while she's doing this. Uh, he's in a weird haze. He thinks about the shade. She pulls away disappointed when he stops bleeding and she says, thank you for the meal. Mm hmm. Great, great way to end that. Uh, he crumples, thinking that it felt like a dream, and she wraps up the wound and leaves. Mm-hmm. Interlude eleven two Heaven's Field. Uh, Heaven's Field. Heaven's Field. Heaven's Field. Uh, the text is red for some reason. Mm-hmm. What's going on, Fen? <sighs> yeah, the um, text is red. The screen is also red. Yeah uh screen's red whoever this is their breathing is strained yeah uh oh right they describe it as like trying to breathe seawater uh-huh um we're in shinto on the rooftop where rin looked cool as hell uh and and saber used excalibur for the first time mm-hmm. um right we get we get some great lines it originally lived on land it cannot possibly live underwater it tries to reach the surface and eventually reaches the highest place in town. The suffocation does not abate. It looks down at the town, lungs burning from lack of oxygen, and curses the peaceful sleeping townspeople. The shade is dragging a bunch of corpses with it. <laughs> uh-huh. And reaches out as if to take the whole town into its grasp. And then Sakura wakes up in bed. That's probably fine. Um, she goes right, like she yeah wraps her arms around herself and like sees blood on her hands for a second and then blinks and it's gone. Uh huh. Uh, she her voice acting here is very good. Her mm-hmm. voice actor's name is uh, Shitaya Noriko. Uh, she does a lot of uh, other Sakuras mm-hmm. too. Uh, I think she's doing good at this performance. Yeah, like that like shakiness of the way that Sakura was talking. Mm-hmm. Very good. She stumbles to the bathroom to wash her face. She's having trouble remembering anything, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this this sentence. I don't actually like it, but I like the sentiment of it. She says it's she says she wants hot skin, breath, sensation, penis, semen, and kind words. Mm. It's a little clunky, but I do like ending on kind words. Mm-hmm. Uh she thinks about how she has gotten everything she wanted now, which is Shiro as her boyfriend having yeah. sex with them she still feels empty and desperate and uh she's worried that she's losing her resistance to the evil inside of her and her body and memory are failing her 
Her biggest fear is becoming a different person, the kind of person who wouldn't be able to recognize those things as evil and would do them without a second thought. Mm -hmm. She fantasizes about lots of horrible things, but she tries not to do them, you know? And also, even more than that, she's afraid that Shiro is going to dump her for a cooler, better girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's always assumed that other people would be happy and she would never be. Much like Kohaku, she's tasted some kind of happiness and is having trouble giving it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we get more of the stuff about how she won't, can't kill herself. And she cries while trying to uh, not think about the possibility of her being saved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of day 11. Ben, that's real quick. Half of the <laughs> notes. Before we take a break. Yeah. Um, This route is too damn long. What, how, what time stamp are we at? No, I mean, like, not in terms of recording. We're at 2.16. We should be fine. Yeah. I just mean hours. this route, and I'll expound upon this a little more um, fully in our, like, wrap-up for this route, but it's so frustrating for literal days ago in game soccer was like oh it'd be so nice for Cher to get injured and then so that he can't leave my side and then like several days later she's like oh no i'm gonna become a bad person Uh they're really dragging out this thing which is like yeah uh i think the the i'm fine with the fear of becoming someone or something else Mm -hmm. that part's great but she already has yeah uh and like maybe that's the point that she's only realizing now um but it feels very similar to how shiro decided to protect sakura knowing it would get people killed and then immediately was like well no one's died yet so we can we can save everyone yeah, it's this thing with Sakura where it's like the thing that's bothering me about Sakura is that there feels like there is a wall between. I've talked about how everyone in Fate Stay Night is like squeaky clean of the main cast. And the thing with Sakura is that it does feel very much like uh, she is not fully culpable for these things, right? Mm-hmm. Like she is being taken over by evil. She is not evil. She's not. Um, She's not, she's more like a CL, mm-hmm. compelled to do evil by Roa than an Akiha who consumed Roa and then did a bunch of fucked up shit because she wanted to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like morality, Akiha is much more gray than someone like CL who mostly it's like you really couldn't help yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like Sakura is a good person who's being uh, assaulted by an evil force that's pushing her to do evil yeah you know what i mean which is fine it's just you know i like when characters are complicated for reasons other than an evil ghost is making them do bad things yeah you know my the other complaint i have with this scene is that uh i get her desire to um or yeah her conflicting desires to see sure happy with someone uh someone better than her is relatable uh her desire to see someone and and her desire to not see someone anyone else get their hands on him also fine uh i don't love the part of the scene that is like she has literally no reason at all or 
yeah i'm not sure i like wrote a bunch of notes about this trying to understand what bothers me so much about it because like i am i'm a person who loves a fluffy romance uh-huh. and a part of a lot of those is like jealousy uh but i don't think we've ever seen sakura certainly not from her perspective happy mm-hmm. and so it's like it it is it lands a little flat to me yeah for her to be like oh now that i have shiro everything still sucks because mm-hmm. i'm miserable but having like i'm not gonna let go of shiro even though nothing's really changed we're not getting the like from the kohaku route those scenes where kohaku like kind of smiles a little bit yeah. like her mask kind of crumpling you know what i mean yeah. when she's actually treated as a human being for a little while you know what yeah. i mean it doesn't it's not pulling on my heartstrings in the same way well, i think that we get we get the scenes of like Sh- shiro putting sakura down for a nap uh-huh but then immediately after it's like oh yeah but but the interludes we get after those are Sakura thinking, "Oh, but I don't deserve him." Uh-huh. And it's like such a yeah. boring thing. You know? Show me, show me that she has actually gotten something from this. Mm-hmm. That like she is actually in a better place, and like Shinji's not abusing her, so like of course she's in a better place. Yeah. But um, I do think that Sakura is a second pass on a lot of ideas from Tsukihime, whereas Rin and um uh saber are like kind of more distinct you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that clarifying those ideas and like trying to turn them into something else has made them worse for me it makes it work work less good i bet you i would like kohaku less if i had to listen to her monologue about how she doesn't deserve shiki you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i would like that energy less yeah and like there's also the scale issue that we're gonna bump into with sakura the like unreality of it but uh we'll we'll get there we'll get there for that and we should but yeah soccer is working less good for me than i was hoping yeah you know yeah february 11th 12 overdose the morning wake-up scene is glitchy (laughs) the like audio restarts a couple times and like the text is all fucked up this rules this is fun stuff yeah i like this this like playing around um yeah it it is really fun because like as shiro's consciousness kind of flips on and off Mm -hmm. the music like glitches yeah Yeah. like restarts a couple of times it's 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 a great like creepy opening to the day yeah yeah the like the like just so off of it one thing real quick that i completely forgot to say during the sex scene uh shiro's arm might as well be fine yeah he was using it in that scene huh it like just never comes up that is like he he is yeah i didn't even think of that he is disabled in every other scene because he doesn't have use of his arm and then it's like oh well time to bang i guess i'm fine now he has restored he has use of his arm again now yeah uh or he has like he banged life back into it (laughs) yeah um no no that's really interesting because that could have been an interesting thing they had to work around during the sex scenes yeah you know what i mean i didn't even think of that at all 
mm-hmm. it would have added like root specific texture to what is the same like stock standard well, it's like scene writing that's the scene where where soccer gets on top of him right uh-huh. like you could have written that as comment on it yeah. oh shiro like i you're not like yeah but yeah we do get a cg of him like grabbing her hips don't we yeah I'm waving my arm, mm-hmm. which Shiro should not be able to do in that scene, especially not in the scene before it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he can move his arm, although he can't feel it. Yeah, he has no feeling in it. Uh, it's like it's asleep, you know. Mm-hmm. He slept on it funny. We get, yeah, this is the first real cut that's fun. Shiro's like, okay, time to leave my bedroom. Wait a sec. Why am I leaving the shed? Yeah, that's fun. I was like, there's a lot of like sudden cuts and like way less um it's like the the production values are all fucked up because Shiro is just kind of skipping from spot to spot now uh-huh. so the fade outs aren't working properly and sometimes uh-huh. one backroom just turns into the next. Ilya's here. Uh and is uh worried about him. Yep. He missed breakfast apparently. Uh-huh. Ilya's like I'll cook you something. Don't worry. And he's like has Ilya ever been in a kitchen or touched any kind of utensil in her life? The answer is probably no. Probably. She has two maids. Yeah. He bumps into Sakura, who gives him a weird look. Mm-hmm. She has this, like, looking over her shoulder shady look that she does sometimes before it is turning back to normal. Almost exclusively used as, like, an in-between sprite. Yeah. Which is fun because uh-huh. it's like, oh, it is always, it is not a, it is not a pose or an expression that she keeps. Uh huh. It is always something that she like does and then corrects yep. herself. He comments that she looks like she's doing good. She broaches the mana transfer of what they did. They flirt and get a little hot and heavy for a second there, and then Ilya's like, "Okay, break it up. This Pepsi's strong as fuck." <laughs> Sakura gives him another weird look before she goes anywhere. Uh, how how's Ilya's cooking? Uh, seems fine, except that she burned the toast. She burned the toast really bad. She did fine on the egg, and there were some cut up tomatoes. Which that sounds like a delicious breakfast, but aside from the burnt toast, but uh, you like the thing about we, do you eat ketchup on eggs? Yeah. Then you understand why tomatoes go with eggs. No. It is impressive to me that Ilya was able to make a sunny-side-up egg and some tomatoes and yet managed to burn the toast. Well, she was doing the other stuff. She can't multitask. Does Shiro not have a toaster? What do you mean? Oh, she probably, like, put the toast down once and it popped up and it was, like, barely cooked. And she, like, turned the little knob up and she puts it down again and then doesn't pay attention, doesn't smell it burning. I've done this before. Okay. The thing I like about this is that Ilya is the most human of them when it comes to cooking. She's not like whipping out 12 course meals at the drop of a hat with like ex- like wild ingredients and swordfish and like putting pumpkin on the pancakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's just like, I got I got egg, toast, and I found a tomato. Tomato is the yuri fruit. Man. Tomato is the yuri fruit. Shiro says that she did a great job and crunches on the toast charcoal until Rin says he's going to give himself a stomachache eating that. He says some ominous shit about the uh, burnt parts being the best and that doing it rough is all right. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I, do, I do think that despite paying lip service to rough sex, uh, the Sakura sex scenes are no not interested in all and what that actually like means, or it's not meaningfully different from any of the other ones. Yeah. Aside from Sakura says, I, it's okay to have rough sex with me. Yeah. But then he just acts the way he does in every other scene. Yeah. There's no textual in- interest in that. Mm-hmm. Like, sh- Shiro hurts every girl. It's just that Sakura's not begging him to stop. Mm-hmm. The TV is on and plays some news about uh, caster-style coma incidents uh, happening again, which is interesting. There's like a 50-meter diameter where all of the buildings are just uh, were affected. Instead of being a single, single, yeah, hmm? that's not that big. But apparently, it hit a hundred people, and there's fourteen missing people. Fifty meters isn't that like fifty meter radius? Maybe, uh huh. Maybe it would hit like uh some apartment buildings and shit. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. So, um. Yeah, Shirin's like, that's one in ten people were eaten completely <laughs> instead of just drained. That's a lot. She's like, the this town the town might be empty in a couple of days if this keeps going. Uh, Rin's like, our only hope is that they we've already been counted out, so we have to surprise them. Mm-hmm. Back in the dojo. Rin asks about Shiro's arm. Shiro thinks about uh, trying to take the shroud off last night and it not going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she yells at him for even thinking about using archers, like noble phantasm, but she does want to know what it is. Yep. Ilya says, you already know. You've known since the transplant. Just say it. Rin's like, why were you hiding this from me? Tell me. Uh Uh-huh. I'm so curious. What's Rin's plan? (sighs) It's jargony. Okay. Rin's family has a conceptual weapon. Sick. I love conceptual weapons. Great name. Um, It's been a while since we've had conceptual weapons. Yeah. Uh, And so, in order to defeat the Shadow and Zoken as well, Mm -hmm. maybe just the Shadow, Um, or I guess they think that right now the the Shadow and Zoken are, like, together. Mm -hmm. Um, They're hoping. They're hoping. Yeah. they need a they need a cool weapon because they don't have any servants on their side reliably. Now imagine if Rin whipped out a giant gun that shoots swords. That would be cool as hell. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the plan. Um, so the idea is that uh, they're gonna get Shiro to project uh this the conceptual weapon that Rin's family like has handed down. We don't get a name for it. They call it the gem sword. Yeah. Uh Shiro is like sounds great. 0% chance that I could project it properly. Mm-hmm. is like if we can do it it'll work. You know, that'll be uh-huh. enough for us to win. We're not going to be able to do it. Uh Rin is like hey, don't worry. You have Archer's arm. Yeah, you shouldn't use it, but, you know. This is apparently strong enough to beat uh, Saber's NP. Oh, yeah. that's mm-hmm. This is important. Like, she specifically is trying to make something that can beat Saber. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So, Shiro uses a weird kind of projection that isn't like normal projection. 
and she thinks that he can um if with archer's information gleaned from archer's arm he can pull it off yeah he just needs the he needs to figure out how archer the theory behind how archer is doing it Mm -hmm. and then they will supply a like they will create a template they they will create change like a paper craft version or like a handicraft like a diy version Uh of this sword and then Shira, with Shiro's magic laid over it, it will become the real thing. Yes. Yes. Supposedly. Shiro says that this would work easier if he was making it out of nothing, because he, he's never tried to, like, transmuting materials is more like strengthening, which really is not his specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin's like, no, 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 we got to make this, we have to do everything we can to make this easier. And Ilya's like, Shiro's right, he could do it with nothing, from nothing, if he had just whipped out archer's arm we could do it right now <sighs> to which rin says hey shiro how about uh how about opening that that thingamajig mm-hmm. the shroud we get a choice okay or not not a chance i didn't even do no way i just picked um okay what's uh what happens if you say no I remember. I don't think anything happened. It's probably just one of those things where Shiro's like, no, no, no. And Rin's like, oh, that's actually what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear you not being stupid. Yeah. Because what he does do is Shiro's like, oh, yeah, we'll give it a shot. And Rin's like, you are so stupid. Yep. Rin loves to ask Shiro a question and then be disappointed by the answer. What they what Rin wants is him to loosen the seal so that he can steal some of Archer's cool moves, not take the whole thing off. Yeah. Ilya was suggesting taking the whole thing off. Yeah. Just use that arm. It's there for a reason. Um, Rin's like, you have to get used to it coming off a little bit anyway. What are you going to do when you're taking a bath? It or... is, yeah, it is great real quick that this scene name is Noble Fool. <laughs> That's it. That's the game. Um, you also you get a bad end if you if you choose now. Oh right, right. This it's leads to a bad like, end way later. Is is a bad end that you can get by there via two other methods? Yeah. So. So the deal is he's going to loosen the shroud. Ilya is going to use her magic to stabilize him so his mind doesn't break instantly. He's going to suffer an enormous amount of pain and like mental effects from the arms blowback, mm-hmm. and that's just going to be how it is. Yep. Sakura's going to hate this plan. Absolutely. She's not here. And then Rin abruptly leaves, telling Ilya to take care of actually setting up for this. Mm-hmm. And Rin, Ilya tells, like, idly mentions that Rin has no idea how badly this is going to affect Shiro because Ilya is the only person who knows who Archer is. And Rin doesn't understand what's actually happening. Yeah. I Rin is like... It's, this is because it's servant information from a servant arm that's hurting you, whereas it's also a time paradox that's eating away at Shiro's mind. Yes. Uh, I just... Shoutouts to Ilya um, for saying, I'm the only one in the world who knows about the relationship between you and Archer in the saddest imaginable, <laughs> imaginable voice. I love... Ilya has two registers now that are very clearly distinct. You uh-huh. know what I mean? She has her like high pitched, like girly baby voice. Mm-hmm. And then she just drops into like a lower, like calm, like adult voice yeah. <laughs> at random time or not at random times whenever she's like not putting on the act anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that, Ilya. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
that's the Il- that is the Ilya that when I say I like Ilya, mm-hmm. I like it makes the like childlike um like persona that she puts on feel like an act. Yes. Cuz it's like, "Oh, yeah, you're an adult like trying desperately not to think about all the responsibilities and knowledge that you have." Uh-huh. Trying to pretend that you have a childhood. Yeah. Uh-huh. Interlude 12-1 Heaven's Feel. What did Rin go to do, Fan? Uh she went to go yell at Sakura. Rin loves to yell at Sakura. God, I'm flashing back to uh Fate Root when Rin was like, I'm fucking your boyfriend, leave to Sakura. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um Rin is like, hey Sakura, you are an enemy master. We can't just have you hanging around knowing all of our plans. She then goes on to basically tell her the plan. She yes. just doesn't mention what conceptual weapon they're building. Uh-huh. Which um uh sakura is having trouble pushing back against her logic yeah uh, but she wants to know what shiro is doing and she wants to know that shiro is not being pushed to fight mm-hmm. rin explains the thing about the shroud loosening and getting information from archer um sakura is worried that shiro trusts rin enough that she, if she said whip that nasty thing off he would do it you know what i mean he would mm-hmm. immediately sacrifice himself if she told him that was the only way mm-hmm and Rin's like, hey, bud, sis, he would do it anyway. I'm trying to do create any other advantage so he doesn't immediately do that. Uh-huh. That's the kind of loser he is. Yep. It's a reckless plan, but it's safer than that. Uh, and as long as they give him hope that something else can work, he will treat it as a last resort, not the first thing he does in the next fight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Rin ha- I like that Rin has learned Shiro enough to know exactly what he would do. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? They make good friends. Yeah. I like the two of them together. Rin says that once they have the weapon they're planning on building, together as friends. it's over and Shiro will be left behind to rest and recover. Mm-hmm. Sakura says, I know what kind of person you are. And if the plan fails, you will immediately take Shiro to fight to the death mm-hmm. and he will die. Rin's like, this is bigger than Shiro. Yeah, of course I would. Yep. And Shiro wants to do it. And also, I consider him my property because he's using Archer's arm. Yep. (laughs) (sighs) Rin's swaggering confidence confuses and scares Sakura, who freezes in place uh, until Rin walks away. Yep. Uh, Then, after she's safely out of earshot, she whispers some ominous shit about Rin stealing Shiro away from her. Yeah... This is, um, yeah, Sakura loves to, like, say ominous shit and then not do anything for two more days. Mm Mm-hmm. Interlude out. Yeah. What's going on now? (sighs) We got one of the best scenes in the game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It takes a bit to get there, but. Yeah. Um, Shiro's back and conscious and Rin's here. Uh, and he can't hear anything for a while, and he gets, like, a couple of words. He thinks they're whispering to each other, so he yells, like, what's going on? And, like, they weren't whispering. They weren't doing anything secret. They were talking about dinner. He just couldn't hear it. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, concerning. Uh, and then he notes that, wait a sec, it's dinner time. The last thing he remembers is eating breakfast. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, and then going to the dojo. Um, Rin's like, you were doing fine 
when we put the shroud back on you what happened he's like lost a bunch of time yeah uh he's like oh nothing it's fine uh and he goes uh yeah he's like oh right he remembers that it's time to go shopping with Ilya. Um, they got to stock up so they don't have to go shopping for the rest of the mm-hmm. game and he brings Ilya with him oh right they get a bunch of of stuff and Ilya's having the time of her life and then uh they're they're headed home um and Ilya breaks out into song yeah this song is cute uh Ilya's VA is not a singer uh-huh. it does not feel like it's a very like homey like kind of awkwardly stilted song you know uh-huh. that she's doing yeah either she's not a singer or she's just not putting any work into uh like making it sound like a song right it sounds like a kid singing yeah you know what i mean um it's, cute. it's there's a very cute cg too yeah of the two of them walking home together shiro carrying like seven bags and ilia's got one behind her back uh-huh. wearing her little coat um it's a the song that she's singing is die lorelei that was the other thing i was thinking is that uh, it's quite possible that she just doesn't know german she doesn't know how to pronounce german Uh uh-huh that could be why it's so halting you know what i mean uh it is a uh at least one thing i saw said german folk song i think it's like 1800s yeah i got the lyrics 18 something lorelei Um, is a siren yes and it's a song about a sailor uh dying (laughs) Well, so the at least one synopsis that I read was because um, it okay. So it was originally a poem, and then someone at some point set it to lyric or set it to song. Mm-hmm. Um, the poet was Jewish, and so uh, around the Holocaust, uh-huh. uh, efforts were made to distance it from the original poet because. Mm. It had become a, a like staple of German culture, uh-huh. so they didn't want it to be associated with someone who's Jewish. But uh, yeah, it is about a, a siren uh, who's literally just waiting for her lover to get home uh, and singing about that. But she's so pretty that she lures a bunch of men to their deaths. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so she sings that, and she was like. Ah, uh, sure would have been nice if, like, we could have done this with Karitsugu. Yeah, at least once as yeah. a family. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Shiro is like, Ilya's whole cheerful thing is just an act. Mm-hmm. Like, she's already ready. She's ready to die, basically. She- Ilya has already come to terms with the fact that they're all going to die at the end of this. And she's going to die. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or maybe not everyone, but... If specifically we get in a few minutes that she doesn't expect her and shiro to live yeah but shiro doesn't know that and so he's like hey Ilya, after all of this to make up for karitsugu you know mm-hmm. what if you lived here with me uh-huh um yeah she's like are you asking me as karitsugu's son yeah she says it in a very cold tone which makes me think that yes is not the answer she wanted yeah you know what i mean uh and we get uh, one of the major breaks from uh-huh. the first two routes of the game of Shiro saying, no, I I am not my dad and I can never be my dad. Yes. We're two okay. different people. I have to like follow my own path and, mm-hmm. and do my own thing. Uh, and then, oh, he does say that He wants her to forgive Kiritsugu a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
and that he he wants her to stay because I wish he would just say because I I'm your brother, you yeah. know what I mean? But he's like, he goes for the Kitty Tugu son instead. Uh huh. And that he think he likes her. He wants yeah. her to stay around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Platonically. And then, and then Ilya. Uh, I have a note written down saying what they both already know, which I think is like you could read it either way, but uh, that's not possible. I can't live long and you can't live long either. So it's not possible to live together. Mm-hmm. She refuses me with a bright smile. Um, you You know that already, right? Yes. One of us might be able to live a little a bit longer if the other is sacrificed, but I think having both of us is impossible. If I'm alive after the war, that means that you're dead. Normal. <laughs> Damn. We already got alive, Ilya, in one route. Mm-hmm. Which is increasingly making me think she is dead in this route. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Um, and then and then uh, a little later is like, see, it's impossible. There's no place for me in your house if you're not there. That's a good one. Which is really cute. She says that uh, in in the like imaginary earlier root baiting sense, she says that maybe if he asked her this earlier, things could have been different. Yeah, I this, wish this is the moment of like, oh no, you're on a different route, bud. Uh huh. <laughs> but it's a, uh, yeah, but it's a bit vexing. I wish you'd said that a bit sooner. If you had, fate might have taken a different turn. Said with just the saddest sprite in the background. I, an earlier root would be atrocious for many reasons. But I do like Ilya. I, talking to Marin, I was like, what if Rialta Nua had added an Ilya route? Like uh, Yumizuka getting a like, route. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know. I, it could be interesting. The family route. And then to cap off this conversation, um, you're just... I do have a note written down of, like, I was crying at this point because the music and Ilya just being incredible. Uh-huh. Uh, you're just a bit confused because of everything that's happened with you, Sakura, and me. So I'll forget about your offer. You know it too, right? You, can, you can't choose all and you can only save one. Sushiro's like, but what if this what if this gem sword plan works? And Ilya's like, it's not gonna bud. Uh-huh. Like this is just not how your projection works. You right. have to do it from scratch, yeah. or it's not gonna work. Yeah. And if you do it from scratch, you'll die. Uh-huh. Because you have to use the arm yep. if you're gonna do it from scratch. Back at home, Sakura is making dinner. How's she doing? <laughs> Extremely poorly. Worryingly poorly. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of awkwardly sitting there while she smashes dishes and makes a ruckus. I don't know. Most of the dishes that she drops don't smash. Uh-huh. But she is dropping things all over the place and like... It's bad. Uh, Everyone's got like this like queasy look on their face, you know? Yeah. It is like everyone is like sitting at the, at the, din- at the dinner table going, if we don't pay attention to her, everything's going to be fine. She was supposed to cook lunch, mm-hmm. but uh, she was in bad shape. So Shiro promised that she could cook dinner if her fever dropped. Mm-hmm. Then, when it was time to cook dinner, they tried to get her not to. Yeah, and she, she kind of like upset. threw a threw a fit about it. Tired of just sitting around contributing nothing. Uh-huh. Food report: Takayomi Gohan, a uh, like seasoned rice dish using or that she prepared using or including. You said using, but including clams and shrimp. Uh, shrimp is also there's shrimp with steamed and minced beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then 
ethnic styled squid. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, and also look up what word was being used for ethnic style squid. Uh, and also hamburg steak for Ilya. Just a little hamburger on a plate, no yeah. bun. Because being from Germany means that she doesn't like seafood? Ilya is very picky, is the thing. I get this. She doesn't seem to like much food. Just potatoes and egg. And... Weird that she doesn't like meat. Hmm. I don't know. I just like associate Germany with sausage. Okay. Everything looks great. Uh, Soccer has made a veritable feast. Uh-huh. Yeah, she dropped a lot of things, but it's all ready. And then uh, everyone takes a bite and is like, this doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> it's like she's forgotten how to season food and she's done it all wrong. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, everyone's kind of sitting there quietly munching, not wanting to be the first one to say this sucks. Uh-huh. Uh, and they're worried that Soccer is going to take a bite and notice and get upset because they didn't say anything right away they're all like kind of like they took a bite and are now just like staring at sakura like when's she gonna notice yeah this is the this like tiny moment is some of the best sakura has a terminal illness like is the bit with the chopsticks right Uh where she like it's not that she can't hold the chopstick it's like she's forgotten how to hold a chopstick you know uh-huh. what I mean? And she just keeps dropping them and dropping the food. You know? Or she like, yeah, it feels like she like remembers and then... Then forgets. And then the instant that she's not focused on putting them in her hands uh-huh. correctly, she can't hold them anymore. Yeah, it's rough. It, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no one, no, yeah, no one says shit about the food and then it ends. Sakura is oh. handling her poor, failing health pretty poorly. I would say. Two things. Yeah. One, Memory Lost is such a perfect scene title because Shiro also, he's been losing memories like mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not memories so much as like time, but mm-hmm. you know, similar. Um, but then, then it becomes like, oh, it's also about Sakura. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that this scene is fine for me i like the Ilya stuff so much more mm. in the scene right before this one mm-hmm. that it like this needed a little bit of distance from that yeah that uh, one moment makes the scene for me yeah you know what i mean but uh well yeah. i think what i mean is it would have hit me harder if there was like a lighter scene right before yeah this. or like if this scene was on day 11 or 13 mm. with like a little bit of distance from the incredible Ilya scene, I would have been like, oof, yeah, I'm ready to like feel bad again. Uh-huh. As opposed to like, yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. Watching Sakura deteriorate mm-hmm. as like right after we found out that Ilya is definitely going to die. <laughs> Shiro tells Sakura to take it easy a little bit. She, like, starts fighting him about it, and he gets frustrated and, like, really lays into her. He's uh-huh. like, dinner sucked. You're bad. You were bad. There's something wrong. You're not allowed to cook anymore. And he drags her to her room. hmm And there's no follow-up. It just ends. Yeah. There's, yeah, nothing. She just, like, head down follows him kind of heavily, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, really, like unclean just like truncated bits at the ends of these scenes that i really like it yeah it is i could imagine it also being a formal thing of like 
Nasu getting close to the end of the game and is like, I can't keep going like uh-huh. this. Uh, but it really works as a like, oh yeah, Shiro is is just getting bits and pieces of his own life. Yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah, usually you would get like at the end of a scene like that, you would get a couple lines of Shiro being introspective about something, and instead yeah. it's just walk off screen. Uh huh. Later on. Not much later. Shiro and Rin go out for their patrol. The somber-ass music is playing. Uh, Shiro's worried that Sakura's like, really hit her limits. And he's like, can we kill Zoken tonight? And Rin's like, no, we can't kill Zoken tonight. He wonders if there's any point to them patrolling at all. Rin's like, hey, if we can just like run interference so people can get away, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's thinking about how Sakura is more important to him and kind of wanting to go to Sakura. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rin makes a comment about how they're ahead of schedule getting projection out of Shiro, Archer's arm. Apparently Shiro uh, figured it out. Mm-hmm. He does not remember figuring that out. Yeah. worrying, but he tries to cover up that fact. They reach the intersection in Miyama City. The creepier music starts playing. Uh, and in the direction of the temple... A bunch of streetlights are off. Hmm. It's, and it's weirdly dark over there. What's going on over there, Fen? There are uh, about 50 houses trapped in a dark shadow. Um, and Shiro thinks back to the sex scene with, with Sakura. Or Sakura drinking his blood, depending uh-huh. on... Um, a flash of Sakura's ass on screen for a second. I was like, wait, why am I thinking about her? Um, and then, yeah, right. And they, they like go into the shadow and like go into a house. I like Rin puts on gloves. I give me a glove sprite for Rin. Come on. It is fun also that, yeah, this is, this is Rin going like, well, I don't want the cops to find my prince anywhere around here. <laughs> yeah, that would inconvenience me for 15 minutes because the cops can do nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no blood and there's no bodies and nothing alive. Uh-huh. Shiro continues to get flashes of Sakura sex moments while they investigate. He's really, he's really close to figuring it out here, but he's trying really hard not to. He is... Yeah. Speaking of retreads of uh of um whatchamacallit? Tsukime. Uh Tsukime stuff. Shiro is trying his best to tell a lie that can fool himself. Everyone loves to do that in this game. They really needed Alco's advice. Mm-hmm. At least they would know that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Um, let's see. He thinks about the time Sakura said something about uh, becoming a bad person and also about how he has nightmares every time he sleeps with Sakura. Rin kind of snaps him back to reality and she's like, yeah, the shade did this. It ate everything. And um, I guess all I could say is it seems like it went fast and they probably didn't suffer much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She compares it to the blood fort, except instant cast. Instant cast and like instant activation too, Uh it seems like. Like the blood fort took a while to... Yeah, 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 Uh, to to like vaporize people. It's possible that it could have, when connected to Sakura instead of Shinji, that it could have like vaporized some of the like weaker, quote unquote, people Mm -hmm. instantly like this. But, well, this is just the the time that we saw the shade from the shade's perspective. It just kind of does a big chomp. Yeah. 
Uh huh. Terrible. Terrifying. Yeah. No setup. Mm-hmm. Rin is also like, uh, this is like down the street from us. The mm-hmm. fact that I did not detect this going off means that this is like a free action. <laughs> the shade. This is not something that it has to cast. This isn't even like traditional magic. Yeah. In the like, again, opera it's sense. like it's just kind of a home. Yeah. Uh huh. And they, yeah, they head home and are like, well, damn, nothing we can do about that. It's only like 10 o'clock. Uh-huh. Uh, Rin's like, next time it shows up, it may be unstoppable. Interlude 12-2. Zoken is here. Zoken's been following them for a bit. Um, And he's like, oh, this is really not great. He's like, I also don't like that the shade is doing this. Uh-huh. Um... He's been trying not to interfere with the shade, but thinks it might, is becoming a threat and needs to. He might need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Assassin's here too. He could easily kill Rin and Shiro, but mm-hmm. uh, thinks that that would be a boring way for them to go out. Mm-hmm. Assassin's pro killing them, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Zoken does a contrived speech about Sakura trying to hold herself back from hating the world and all this stuff, like. I really feel like Zoken does not understand Sakura, but is very sure that he does. Mm-hmm. He understands her in a very superficial way. Yeah. You know? But like everything with Zoken, he thinks that he's the big mastermind. Yeah. I, yeah. It is a. F- it is interesting that he sees him or sees Sakura as uh, holding herself back from hitting the world when every time we've been in Sakura's head, she is not at all holding herself back. Yeah. He thinks that if Shiro betrays Sakura, that's it. That's her last thread of hope. Uh, and it sounds like he wants to have Shiro kill Sakura. Great. Interlude out. Shiro stumbles home. He feels bad. Ilya asks Rin how it went. Sakura's not here because she's asleep in her room. Rin's like, it went bad. Mm-hmm. Ilya says Sakura's been doing okay, all things considered. Rin and Ilya go both go back to bed. Uh, they're trying to do the sword, more sword stuff tomorrow, so they need sleep. Shiro goes to collapse on his futon. He thinks about the mess he's in. Thinks about all of the worrying stuff. Ilya's impending death. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts to think about the shade. Skips it. Goes to think about Sakura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Practically a ra- record the, scratch noise. There is a fun like uh, the text in that scene is like i i start thinking about the shade and then without the sentence ending or the the player pressing a button it restarts with i start to think about sakura i like that um it's just yeah there there's a lot of like fun formal stuff that's going on in these days little fiddly things yeah. yeah he hopes that sex will be enough to keep sakura grounded and then like magic sakura appears she's doing okay tonight though there's too much arrow, arrow in this arrow game, Ben. Arrow, arrow. <laughs> um, Sakura says she's fine. She doesn't need sex. Great. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about her. Uh, she's, cool. She's she's full. I wonder which why she's full. Don't worry about it. They had sex yesterday. Yeah, it was a lot. That's of probably it. He asks if she was sleeping, and she says yes, though she had a scary nightmare. Mm-hmm. He doesn't ask about the nightmare. He just wants to have sex. Mm-hmm. It's sex time. Sakura's not going to say no. <laughs> I do love Sakura. Shiro's like, wow, the third time we're having sex and it's still fresh and new and fun. It's like, 
This is the most they're like a middle-aged married couple. <laughs> yeah, do you know how many? Just like on average, like how much sex people have? Not like disregarding the con- like concept of uh like ace people in this moment. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? People who are not ace. Do you know how much sex that they have? Like, and still enjoy having sex with their partner? Ideally, probably a more lot. than three times. Yeah. Um, there's even more cum tonight. This is like, he's a veritable cum factory at this point. Luckily, this scene is like three screens long. Yeah, it's just kind of like a frenzy of uh, sex scenes. It it a little bit feels like Nasu came, or Takeuchi came to Nasu and was like, hey, so I have more CGs. And Nasu's like, fuck me. Uh-huh. But, or at the same time, I think the vibe works really well. Because uh-huh. it is like, oh, this is two desperate people both losing their minds uh-huh uh, fucking for hours and then uh both kind of just like falling asleep and being like damn what were we even doing yeah Did this help they fall asleep together uh-huh which is cute finally mm-hmm. she's done she has fallen asleep with him during the, the first second. time right okay maybe not during the sec- second but i'm not sure the second i feel like i remember the second one like soccer's like okay time to go back to my bed and i'm like Sleeping together is the important part. <laughs> Take or leave sex, but uh, cuddling together as you fall asleep, that's great. Important stuff. Uh, this scene is basically the same, uh, except for they don't directly the, call it The sex. replacement scene. The replacement scene, yeah. Yes, because for the plot to work for the rest of this game, they, it, gotta fuck they at least have one. to have sex. I want to hold Sakura many times until I lose consciousness is a hell of a euphemism. Uh-huh. There's no CGs. It's much more truncated. Um, I mean, it's not that much shorter because the original scene is extremely short. That's true. Anyway. That's true. Um, it is like uh, one screen versus yeah. three or something. This is not Coward's heterosexual romance. No. It really happened. Yeah. Which is is interesting. Yeah. It is interesting because, like, uh, the other two routes completely get around this. Yeah. But this is, this scene, the two of them having sex here is what, like, the next day and more hinges on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, or it is another place where it's, like, interesting what gets rewritten mm. for Rialta Nua. Like, uh, and what is left the same. Like... The scene with Sakura earlier, mm-hmm. um, where uh, she's very clearly horny, and mm-hmm. Kira's like, Ilya and Rin are right there, we can't do mm-hmm. it now. It's like, oh yeah, Rialta Nua doesn't change that at all, mm-hmm. despite the fact that presumably what she's asking for is blood drinking, mm-hmm. not banging. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, you could drink, <laughs> you could drink Shiro's blood, no problem. He just needs to be quiet about it. Uh, I do. I do think that the the like the reoccurring mana transfer bit of why the sex has to happen in every sex in every route uh, works best for Sakura yeah. compared to everyone else because she has a reason to both. She's more of a a vampire of some type. You know what I yeah. mean? It, uh, it, it, it is, always bothered me in the other two routes. It just feels lazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it is interesting. It is, yeah, it is 
there's something that we could say about uh this being the only scene where it's not for a reason and it is skipped over or like it is a montage mm-hmm. it's not like a, a dedicated scene it doesn't linger yeah. super long on every individual moment interlude 12-2 heavens feel it's red text again that's a bad sign uh-huh something's in town is wandering around it's killing people uh-huh. here's the thing we're getting a distinction here there's a dreamer and there's a monster the dreamer mm-hmm. is following watching the monster do stuff yeah mm-hmm the dreamer has reached a point where they are no longer afraid of the monster and feel a kinship with it. Hmm. That's bad. Bunch of men show up and they die. <laughs> Sakura, who is d- having this dream, is like, I wonder if it has some kind of man attracting stink. <laughs> they keep showing up. <laughs> uh, it doesn't tear people apart anymore. It just scoops them up, swallows them whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shade is singing, which is interesting. Hmm. Uh, they're both in a good mood because this is the first time Shiro made a move on them mm-hmm. instead of the other way around. Then who interrupts this oh, happy, happy moment? Ben Gill's here. The Shade is afraid of Gill. Yeah. It makes a run for it. Uh-huh. Uh, we get a fl- we finally see what Gill said to her. Yeah. The, like in the interlude or the, the prologue when Rin saw Gil accosting Sakura. You should die now, girl. <laughs> I I don't have a like I don't have a mongrel in me. Uh-huh. Uh you should die now, girl. You will n- you will yeah, you will not be able to die if you become familiar with it. Hmm. 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 The shade is cornered in an alley. Gil says that the this grail is too perfect for him and she was too compatible. He fires off a bunch of shots and uh kills the shade. Yep. And then the dreamer, Sakura, is like, why am I in pain? Why am I not waking up? We get this horrible CG. Sakura's drawing skills for hollow-eyed girls crying, covered in blood, and like uh, dying on the ground has really gone up. Uh-huh. I feel like. Uh, yeah, great CG. She's like soaking eyes, in the blood. Yeah. Eyes like hollow. Just complete uh, like despair and terror. Uh-huh. Sakura was literally there, not just... Uh-huh. Has she been literally there every time? Unclear. Unclear. She was this time. Yeah. Shira, Sakura, as if she is talking to Shiro, idly wonders why she's in so much pain, even though she's in a dream. And mm-hmm. she notes that her guts are all over the ground. Yeah, there's a there's a really like visceral description of her trying to move her arms to put her guts back inside of her. Uh-huh. And then she's like... Oh, but I can't do that. They're not. They're just like, they're just barely attached to my shoulders. Gil is like, shit, you lived through that? That's annoying. And uh, beheads her uh-huh. with a big weapon. Uh, she tries to convince herself again that this is a dream and then screams as the axe comes down. There's blood. And then, now we're in Gil's perspective. We jump back like a second uh-huh. right? Uh, to Gil opining how boring and stubborn she is and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And um, she says something about being worried that Rin is going to take Shiro if she dies. And he's like, I really don't care and kills her. Uh-huh. And then the Shades theme song, the like ominous bubbly music uh-huh. uh, starts up again. Great song. One of my favorites in yeah. this, I think. That and like ever present memory. Mm-hmm. Top, top two. 
I don't remember what I'm putting at the end of this. I'm putting Lorelei probably at the end of this. Episode, oh, but that's interesting. I'll make sure that we, if we haven't already had the shades theme, yeah. it'll be. We, we may have already done it, but it should be in there. Gil turns around to leave as the music starts playing. Gil should not have turned around. Yep. What happens to Gil? Uh, he gets, he gets vored, Ben. He gets swallowed whole by the monster. Uh-huh. Sakura, the monster. Uh. This CG is incredible. Uh-huh. Also. It's like red tinted and like, move, like livid moving static of Sakura standing up like a horror movie monster. Yeah. Covered in blood on her dress as like her shadow extends up into the form of the shade. She's standing in her. front of yeah, in front of a building. Yeah, yeah. And her shadow on the building is the shade. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh Gil was not enough to restore her. Uh-huh. That's wild. I mean, she was chopped to bits. She's not a true ancestor. I guess. So she goes looking for more food. She has a uh-huh. bottomless hunger. Uh-huh. Um. She starts saying that it's not enough, it's not enough, mirroring the Shade's first appearance when we saw it in the temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, it says something about her going to the breeding ground willingly. which Yeah, for sounds, the first time. For the first time, uh, which is the Mato Bug Room, presumably. Yeah. Don't know what she's doing there. For a minute, I was like, is she going after uh, Shinji? But no, I don't think she was going after Shinji. Presumably, she's going to eat the bugs. Yeah, that's interesting. For magical energy. I don't... I legitimately don't remember what she's doing Roast there. Roast those so, fuckers up. I assume she's just going to go home all the bugs. Possible. Possible. Uh, cool for Gil to just die. <laughs> yeah. Died like a chump. This uh, is, remember Kotamine being like, I don't know if Gil's got it this time. <laughs> this is one of the things that I've heard people complained about. Is Gil dying? Like when this came out was like, what? Gil just died? <laughs> He's been the big villain for two roots. He needed yeah. to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. He I I don't think Gil is a good like a, a super exciting villain in any of these three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he has his moments in Unlimited Blade Works, but he's kind of just like a cartoon guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh it really does sell Sakura as something horrible. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The it's fun getting what Gil said to her. Mm-hmm. And that what he said was, you need to die now or you're not going to be able to. And then because he's an arrogant prick, he still does not make sure absolutely that she's dead. He should have yeah. used Aya. Yeah. He should have erased her from this world if he wanted her dad. Yeah. But he's like, oh, she's just some little girl. I'm just going to cut her to pieces. <laughs> you know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like everything we've learned about the shade is that servants cannot defeat it. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's the end of the day. I like ending on Sakura's uh, nightmares instead of um, uh, Shiro stuff now. Yeah. February 12th, 13, last talk. Hmm. Shiro's dreaming about the fire, as he's wont to do. He's struggling with his uh, moral dilemma, his original promise Mm -hmm. to save everyone, with his new promise to save specifically Sakura. Mm -hmm. 
Shiro was monologuing to himself about destroying the black sun that he saw in his dreams or when he, he saw during the fire mm-hmm. before the disaster comes to pass again. He wakes up, patting around his bed for Sakura, and she is missing. Yeah. Aww. He runs around, goes to Rin's room where Sakura is staying. No Sakura. I want two things real quick. Uh, one, my note that says, finally, they slept together in the way that matters. <laughs> Uh huh. Um. Two. This monologue should have happened on day nine. Which monologue? The oh, one where he's like, "Oh, I have decided to protect one person above all, but I used to want to protect everyone." Um. I again, I don't want to get super into it until yeah. we're done, and we like have more time to wrap up. But do you feel like this, this... route? Is, this route is too long. Yes, this route. Even I, I thought. I thought this of unlimited blade works too. Like, we just get the same conversation a bunch of times with slight variations rather than just have the have the moment, yeah. you know? We don't have to keep beating this thing to death, you know? It, it very much... And this is so stretched out. It feels like Nasu was, like, sat down and was like, okay, these routes have to be this many days. And should have sat down and said, I will write until I'm out of ideas, and then that will be the end of the route. It's like... It this is the it's reminding me of Burning Body from the He Sweet Root, right? Yeah. Where nothing happens for three days. Uh and it's but those, kind of like and, those, and like it's, those days were pretty short. Exactly. Nasu saw that and was like, I guess I have to just fill that in with a bunch more stuff. And I don't think I think that you could just have short days and not have the same conversation. There's a, a lot of times. good stuff. Yes. But I think it could be combined into a fewer number of conversations and like monologues. Yeah. You know, or yeah, my complaint is specifically the like, Shiro has already made this choice. Yeah. And it was real at that point. It's not like, it is like, I guess more real now. I guess the thing is, but he's finally like coming to terms with the fact that it's not that Sakura could hurt someone. It's that Sakura is hurting people. You know yeah. what I mean? So, he, but then, like, then I, just move the decision to here. Yeah. Don't like, don't have it there. Have Rin give her the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Yeah. And say, or or just don't give Shiro that option. Yeah. Have Shiro say, like, no, of course I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And if and when she kills someone, I'll make a choice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. He can't find um, Sakura anywhere. Uh, and also, he's in pretty rough shape himself. He's kind of stumbling around. Mm-hmm. He goes to the front door. Rin's shoes are gone. Sakura's and Ilya's are still there. He's like, oh, Sakura wouldn't go out without her shoes on. So she's got to still be here. Unfortunately for Shiro, uh, Sakura said barefoot is legal. Barefoot is legal. Rin bursts in yelling that Sakura has collapsed outside the house. Rin bursts in and Shiro's like, oh, where were you? And Rin is like, what are you talking about? Do you not notice <laughs> soccer? Dumbass. Uh, instant cut to two hours later. Again, just mm-hmm. like, whoop, we're, we're, we're later. This, this is a, this is an, another interesting... Yeah, it, it feels like uh, Nasu found a way to be more concise in a way that like thematically is really cool and works. Mm-hmm. And yet is like, oh, let's retread everything from four days ago. I know. It's like, it's so snappy when it's snappy. And then it's just like these long, long monologues about the same thing. 
Rin has treated Sakura. Shiro is sitting in a haze in the living room. Ilya is checking on him. Sakura had no wounds. After Shiro heard that, he just kind of sat down and didn't move for out for a couple hours. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, Rin chased him out of the room when she was going to change Sakura out of her ruined clothes. <laughs> and presuming there was a lot of blood on those clothes. Yeah, Shiro does think something about like, well, I we're going out, so I could have changed her clothes. Never mind. I was embarrassed on that other route when I found out that someone had changed my clothes. Uh, Shiro starts to wonder how Sakura ended up outside if they were sleeping together, uh, Mm -hmm. but glitches out and doesn't think about it. Yeah. Ilya's like, hey, if if there's something missing from your memory, don't try and reach for it. It's not going to be good for you. Yep. I'm sure it's fine. Rin comes in to tell her to tell them that Sakura has woken up. She tells, he's like, how is she doing? Rin's like, ask her yourself. Sakura's happy to see him. Uh, apparently, Rin told her that she's exhausted and malnourished and has a fever. Nothing new or particularly big. Mm-hmm. She's on bed rest. Uh, she's breathing kind of heavy. He asks how she's doing on magical energy and she says she's not horny right now. Uh, he talks about cooking her something extra special for dinner. She wants to help, but she can't. And he's glad that she's actually taking it easy a little bit. He says that, uh, um, like, listen, when you've, when you've, uh, when you're back to being healthy, uh, I'm sticking you in the kitchen for six months. You can cook all you want. And she's like, oh, really? You'll let me do that? Notably, uh, not move her arms. And he's like, well, if I could at least, uh, like, watch a pan while it's on the flame. I've been standing in the kitchen for eight years. I don't feel at ease unless I'm holding a pan or something. (laughs) He gets up to let her sleep. uh, And then before he goes, he doesn't turn back to look at her, but he asks why she was outside. And with no hesitation or, like, any hint that she's saying anything that's not true, she says she was taking a morning walk and collapsed. Uh Uh-huh. Normal. I am not the bone of my sword. You you aren't the bone of your sword? No. Ilya Ilya and Rin. Rin. Oh, go ahead. Are working on that cool ass gem sword. Uh-huh. I would love a gem sword. It it actually sounds every time they say gem sword, I imagine just like a sword, like a normal sword, like a like a like a short sword. Uh huh. With a bunch of gems like hot glued onto it. Yeah, that does like, kind of onto the blade. Uh huh. Not onto the like hilt yeah. or like pommel or whatever. Ah, uh, but like, oh yeah, it's just a, it's just a sword. It's like a, even even just like a wooden, not wooden, um, mm-hmm. cardboard sword with like some some costume jewelry uh-huh. hot glued onto it. Well, that's what Rin is gonna give him, and then he's going to have to turn it into a real sword. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, he's like, you know, uh, all I can make are fakes, are things that that. Or protection is supposed to be recreating something real. Yes. All I can make are cheap knockoffs. Mm-hmm. The uh, generic store brand to uh, the real thing. The arm, on the other hand, that could make uh, actual indistinguishable from reality things. Uh-huh. Um. 
And then, yeah, and then he's like, well, there's there's a weird metaphor about like, okay, I have a gun inside my head that if I open, if I use the arm, will the trigger will be pulled and I'll die. Mm-hmm. What if I could put the gun outside of my head? <laughs> mm-hmm. What does that mean, Shiro? I have no idea. He goes to check the news. Uh, 60 people disappeared last night. Mm. Uh, Rin, Shiro is reading off the people's names and freaking out a little bit. Rin, I like this. She shuts off the TV and says, don't be stupid. We're not decent enough people to mourn over what's already been done. I like Rin. This is, Shiro no longer has moral superiority over her uh-huh. in this situation. Uh-huh. Ilya kicked Rin out of her own room, it seems like. <laughs> so she came to have some tea with Shiro. Well... That is Rin's excuse. Uh huh. It is very clear that she's like here to comfort Shiro. Uh huh. Uh huh. They chill for a while. Shiro is impressed that Rin can be relaxing to hang out with, although he says that their dangerous relationship kind of suits them. Uh huh. Usually they're the- talking about like world end shit. After Shiro heard that, he just kind of sat down and didn't move for out for a couple hours. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin chased him out of the room when. She was going to change Sakura out of her ruined clothes. And presuming there was a lot of blood on those clothes. Yeah. Shiro does think something about like, well, I we're going out, so I could have changed her clothes. Never mind. I was embarrassed on that other route when I found out that someone had changed my clothes. Uh, Shiro starts to wonder how Sakura ended up outside if they were sleeping together, uh, mm-hmm. but glitches out and doesn't think about it. Yeah. Ilya's like, hey, if if you if there's something missing from your memory, don't try and reach for it. It's not gonna be good for you. Yep. I'm sure it's fine. Rin comes in to tell her to tell them that Sakura's woken up. She tells he's like, How's she doing? Rin's like, ask her yourself. Sakura's happy to see him. Uh Apparently, Rin told her that she's exhausted and malnourished and has a fever. Nothing new or particularly big. Mm-hmm. She's on bed rest. Uh, she's breathing kind of heavy. He asks how she's doing on magical energy, and she says she's not horny right now. Uh, he talks about cooking her something extra special for dinner. She wants to help, but she can't, and he's glad that she's actually taking it easy a little bit. He says that... Uh, um. Like, listen, when you've, when you've, uh, when you're back to being healthy, uh, I'm sticking you in the kitchen for six months. You can cook all you want. And she's like, oh, really? You'll let me do that? Notably, Uh, not move her arms. And he's like, well, if I could at least, uh, like, watch a pan while it's on the flame. I've been standing in the kitchen for eight years. I don't feel at ease unless I'm holding a pan or something. (laughs) He gets up to let her sleep, uh, and then before he goes, he doesn't turn back to look at her, but he asks why she was outside, and with no hesitation or, like, any hint that she's saying anything that's not true, she says she was taking a morning walk and collapsed. Uh-huh. Normal. I am not the bone of my sword. You you aren't the bone of your sword? No. Ilya and Rin. Oh, go ahead. Are working on that cool ass gem sword. Uh-huh. I would love a gem sword. It it actually sounds. Every time they say gem sword, I imagine just like a sword, like a normal sword, 
It's like a like a like a short sword. Uh huh. With a bunch of gems like hot glued onto it. Yeah, that does like, kind of onto stuff. the blade. Uh huh. Not onto the like hilt yeah. or like pommel or whatever. Uh but like oh yeah, it's just a, it's just a sword. It's like a even even just like a wooden not wooden um uh, mm-hmm. cardboard sword with like some some costume jewelry uh-huh. hot glued onto it. Well, that's what Rin is gonna give him, and then he's going to have to turn it into a real mm-hmm. sword. Uh he's like. You know, uh, all I can make are fakes, are things that, that, or protection is supposed to be recreating something real. Yes. All I can make are cheap knockoffs, mm-hmm. the uh, generic store brand to uh, the real thing. The arm, on the other hand, that could make uh, actual indistinguishable from reality things. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he's like, well, there's, there's a weird metaphor about like, okay, I have a gun inside my head that if I open, if I use the arm, will the trigger will be pulled and I'll die. Mm-hmm. What if I could put the gun outside of my head? <laughs> mm-hmm. What does that mean, Shiro? I have no idea. He goes to check the news. Uh, 60 people disappeared last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin, Shiro is reading off the people's names and freaking out a little bit. Rin, I like this. She shuts off the TV and says, don't be stupid. We're not decent enough people to mourn over what's already been done. I like Rin. This is, Shiro no longer has moral superiority over her uh-huh. in this situation. Uh-huh. Ilya kicked Rin out of her own room, it seems like. <laughs> so she came to have some tea with Shiro. Well... That is Rin's excuse. Uh huh. It is very clear that she's like here to comfort Shiro. Uh huh. Uh huh. They chill for a while. Shiro is impressed that Rin can be relaxing to hang out with, although he says that their dangerous relationship kind of suits them. Uh huh. Usually they're the- talking about like world end shit. Rin is doing her version of the uh, Ilya like wrap up. You're on a different girl's route conversation. Uh, where she like t- starts talking about how she knew Shiro for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What exactly is the moment that... So we stuck- knew this already. Uh-huh. Because the replacement Rin scene, she talks about this. Did she say about the high jump? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think... I don't remember her spe- like specifically mentioning the high jump. Um, It is that same thing. She describes the same scene. She, I think she might just say, oh, he was trying something over and over again. Yeah, I feel like it's missing a detail that makes it the exact same thing as soccer. Like, the fact that they're both there watching the same moment. I mean, like... But the, 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 the impetus is the same. But there's something... Yeah. Like, down... All of the... All, of the, all of the takeaways are the same. Yes. She's like, oh, it was a boy... Who was trying something impossible and mm-hmm. he didn't give up. The thing that I'm saying is when I read Sakura recounting the high jump, I wasn't immediately like, oh, this is the same as Rin. Yeah. But now I'm like, as soon as I read this, I was like, uh-oh. She has the same story as Sakura. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just not just not just both of us look up to you for the same reason. You because know what I mean? This is the thing, is like going in knowing. Uh, I did read it as like the same thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think that 
the yeah the replacement Rin sex scene is probably like I bet that Nasu went out of his way to make it so that you wouldn't immediately wouldn't immediately block it. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but she was talking about this. And, yes. Un- yeah. The thing is that it's so much worse that she mentions that she specifies here for uh, a reason we'll get in a little bit. This is the other thing is I just kind of like clicked through this because it was like Rin told him exactly the same story last time. Last round. She talks about how she was going to a different school at the time. Uh, she had to stop by for something student council related. She was seeing her sister. Yeah. Um, she was vice president uh, at her old school and Issei was president <laughs> uh, in their middle school, which is why Issei is such a freak about her because he spent too long around her. Yeah, I do like that Rin says like there was some point at which they both realized we just cannot get along. <laughs> Uh, Rin forgot about it until she saw him at the archery club and she's like there's that stupid fucking guy again Mm -hmm. (laughs) she was jealous of his idiot determination you know what I mean because she always has a she has a habit of um, giving up as soon as she knows that she can't do something instead of driving towards it this is like this is the most standard battle shonen protagonist trait that Shiro has uh, that everyone is so impressed with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think yeah i do like here that uh she like comments on uh the way that kotamine says that she's like a machine in the, how yeah. like exacting she is and she doesn't say it like damn i'm a machine and you're a cool like person you know what i mean she's proud of herself for the way she is she just also it's a little bit of a grass is greener on the other side right she wishes that she could have that like uncomplicated confidence yeah i think it is that part i like I w- the part that I like about this mm-hmm. is that it is a strong thematic counterpoint. Like, yeah, as as Rin says, I give up the instant that I know I can't do anything. Uh, as Sakura says, like, oh, I'm just too much of a coward. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. It isn't just, oh yeah, he's so cool mm-hmm. because uh, he's a boy and he never uh-huh. gives up. It is, oh. He's so cool because of the ways in which he makes myself or he makes me feel like I could do better Just like or the, should do better. She wraps up the forlorn romance chat and uh, she says that there she's probably just getting sentimental because of how bad things are. Mm-hmm. She's got to go help Ilya again. She tells him to check on Sakura. She's a uh, she asked how Sakura was doing and she was like, you know, she's actually listening for once. She's staying in bed and Rin's like. Oh, she can't move, man. Do you thought that was just her, like, obeying? Uh-huh. She's got energy, but that's all she's got. Her insides are scrambled like eggs. Yeah. Her skin has reconnected, but her nerves oh. are not. She's, yeah. She's like, she's like Arcoid, but she doesn't have the power to just move anyway. Uh-huh. Or she did, but... Well, then, as we learn in a second, she absolutely has the power to move anyway. It's harder for her. Yes. Rin isn't sure if she was attacked by something and torn apart or if the crest worm freaked out and like tore, like scrambled her from the inside. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know how Sakura is still like sane and coherent at this point. It must have been enormously painful. Mm-hmm. She asks, this is great. This is another one of those like term, like uh, illness like moments that works for me. Uh-huh. She asks if Sakura recognized him and he's like, what do you mean? She's like, oh, she recognized me as a person that she had never talked to before, but yeah. looked up to. 
Uh-huh. She saw she saw the Rin before all this happened. Yeah. She said something like, nice to meet you, and I always wanted to talk to you sooner. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> and Rin's like, I'm like, for humanitarian reasons, I'm I want to put her down. Mm-hmm. Uh, she almost killed her when Talker was pulling that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh she uh she asks what uh, Shiro will do if Zoken and the Shade turn out to be separate threats that they can't finish all at once. And she's like, she she says the thing again, I'll be the one to kill yeah. Sakura. Interlude 13-1, Heaven's Feel. Sakura. Hotine voice. This place is an architectural <laughs> work. Somehow you can hear everything that's happening in the detached building or in the living room from the detached building. Yeah, this is goofy. It did, um, she says something about Sakura says something about wondering if her shadow has stretched all the way over there. Um, I think the fun part is that I love that Sakura is hearing this. Yeah. Uh, the goofy part is why is this the only conversation she's heard in on? Yeah. Um, it's the only one that we're seeing. The I good guess. bit is that Rin even took her love story from her. Uh huh. Yeah, Sakura was so excited to have something with Shiro that no one else had. Uh-huh. And Rin and, was literally there just looking from a different window. Yep. And Rin doesn't know that Sakura was there. So Sakura feels like she's being erased. Uh-huh. She doesn't exist in that world anymore. Uh and it's like I think it 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 might be fine if Sakura could like come out and be like, "Oh, I was there too." Uh-huh. Ha ha ha. Um, there was bitterness, but not this like despairful begging Rin not to steal her memories from her while she like yeah moves her like broken arms to try and cover her ears and then realizes the voices are in her head. Uh huh. Yeah, this is the bit where she like uses magical energy to to like just move her arms physically, despite the fact that like the musculature doesn't work at all. Uh -huh. I guess. You mean willpower? Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, um, and then yeah, she hears Rin saying, "I'm gonna put her down. You should think about it." You uh -huh. know, and she she calls Rin a coward. She like, uh huh. So Sakura talks a lot of shit when no one's listening, which is very uh -huh. funny. But she's like, "If you're gonna kill me, just kill me. Stop involving Shiro in it. Stop mm -hmm. asking his opinion. Stop like making him try to stop you." Mm -hmm. And. But she knows that she should die. Yes. She knows that the, her death is the only good outcome here. It could save Shiro. And, but on the other hand, she's so selfish and bitter. She doesn't want to give a, this up. Uh-huh. She wants Shiro to keep chasing her, even though it's going to doom them all. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then her tone shifts a little bit as she starts very similarly to Shinji, blaming everyone else for her, the, for the situation, mm -hmm. like loudly. Um. yeah she's like none of this is my fault I didn't ask for any of it like I deserve better than this and it's all there's the same way that Shinji talks about things yeah. right it's all their fault for not stopping yes the things that happened to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sakura decides that she will not die and will not Rin, let Rin's plan uh, come to pass so there's some a, a sick line about how nobody can kill her anymore <laughs> that's cool 
Uh, I think that I don't like the big white sensor squares mm. over any time that talks about Sakura killing people. I think that they're a little silly. I like a lot of the like formal play stuff, but I think that that's silly. Yeah. Once or twice is fine, right? Mm-hmm. They keep doing it. Sakura star- starts coughing up blood and she uh, is thinking about killing Shiro if he turns on her. And then she's like, oh shit, I think I've just, I think it just broke. I think I can't tell right from wrong anymore. Uh-huh. And then, hey, Ben, Ilya's here. Uh, and Ilya's like, or Sakura is like, oh, damn, that's also a grail. Some, uh-huh. Someone treated it as less than human. Ilya lists off all the servants that Sakura has absorbed mm-hmm. as a grail vessel and says, you should not have absorbed Gil. Yeah. That last one was bad. Uh, literally uh three ser- or at least two servants worth so that uh she is now a, a complete grail even without rider and assassin dying miracle that she's still hanging on i like the bit that Ilya. It, it's so funny that Ilya just knows everything and just isn't telling anyone uh-huh. you know what i mean because rin and shiro are actively acting under the inf- like lack of information about Gil. Mm-hmm. they don't know Gil exists they don't know sakura is complete you know mm-hmm Sakura is trying not to remember what happened last night, so she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ilya asks if Sakura knows what's going to happen to her. And uh, says that it's the, the same thing that would have happened to Ilya if this was pro- uh, happening properly. Uh, if Sakura becomes the Grail, she'll die, and there's nothing in the world that can save her. Mm-hmm. Interlude out. Shiro is in a bad mood. Think about lunch. Um... And uh, he's sitting in his room, and then uh, someone starts talking to him. Who's talking to him? Assassin's here. And uh, Assassin is here to say, hey, come to the Mato house. Okay. Uh, my master wants to talk to you. Alone. Don't tell anyone. Just come alone. And Shiro's like, well, I guess it's not a trap in the traditional sense that if he wanted me dead, I would just be dead uh-huh. here now. Accept or don't accept? No. Bad end. Let's go to Tiger Dojo 34 for not accepting Zoken's invitation. Shiro says that he can't leave Sakura, tells Zoken, tells Assassin to tell Zoken to make a house call if he wants to talk. Assassin's mm-hmm. like, okay. Shiro um, thinks about the gem sword uh, and then like flicker. It's nighttime. He has lost a bunch of time again. Yep. Rin is preparing dinner. Um... He offers to help. She turns him down. He makes some some comments about the laundry. She refuses to let him touch his underwear or whatever. Her underwear. Mm-hmm. Then the lights go out. Rin's like, um, okay, it, it's just a blackout. The bounded field would go off if we were under attack, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, like, and then, wait a sec. Assassin was here and the bounded field didn't go off. Sure, it does not warn her that it could be Assassin. Uh-huh. But it doesn't really matter anyway. They... Rin goes running for Sakura. He goes running for Ilya. What's he find in Ilya's room? Uh, the sliced and diced remains of Ilya. Yeah. What killed her? Uh, a chestburster? <laughs> Fucking, uh, he runs outside and the shade grabs him and cracks him open like a pistachio. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, yep. Kills him. Yep. Yep. Uh, there's a joke about uh, a joke about him being like uh, prepped to be cooked for dinner uh-huh. you know what I mean Tiger Dojo 34 Tiger hates all this spooky shit 
Yep. <laughs> says that the, tells Ilya that they might steal her belly button. This must be like a, some kind of Japanese folklore thing. Uh huh. I've never heard that. Um. Yeah, and we, and we get uh, Ilya's like, wait a sec, Taiga, you can't run away because a challenger might come. Uh huh. And then Taiga lapses into a Kansai pen. Kansai dialect for some reason. Uh, uh, she says she wants to go home. There's not gonna be a challenger. A challenger arrives. Uh, wait, the oh, Taiga's like, I'm not doing this. Even the just the name of that last scene is too much for me. It's called horror show. <laughs> <laughs> Tells Ilya to send them away, and then the shade appears behind uh -huh. her. I'm sure it's fine. Taiga's like, uh, Ilya will act as my champion. Uh, but the shade is dead set on Taiga for some reason. I already killed Ilya once. Mm -hmm. this bit. Taiga screams while, uh, and flees while telling Ilya to go get an exorcist. <laughs> and the fight music plays with some dumb sound effects as Taiga fights. Uh, Taiga's trying to eat it before it eats her. <laughs> Ilya says fighting the shade is pointless uh, and that he needs to figure out who's casting the shadow and to accept Zoken's in invitation. Taiga tries to surrender, but Ilya ignores her and says that hopefully she'll be in charge of the dojo uh -huh. next time. Okay, we should go. Assassin says, great. He disappears. Uh, Shiro sneaks out and enters the Mato house. Zoken greets him without any servants around. Mm -hmm. Just kind of cockily. Shiro is being very standoffish. No, not, not like playing along with Zoken's like, oh, I'm a nice guy sometimes. Bit. Shiro demands that Zoken release Sakura from worm jail. Why Turns can't he? Turns out that Zoken did not do any bad things to Sakura except for Shinji using the aphrodisiac on her. Yeah, he hasn't been do he's not to blame for anything since that. Or Zoken talks about it as if he's not to blame for anything uh cuz he's a creep. Yeah. But he's not been influencing the worm uh since at then. all. Yeah. Or I it sounds like at all. Yeah. Because uh even before that, we saw. Um, does does Sakura there, started going downhill after she started swallowing servants? That's true, but I gotta say, does throwing her into a pit of uh, aphrodisiac sex worms uh, count as doing something to the worm that resp responds to being horny? Probably. He's done plenty of horrible shit to her. So this is the weird thing is last time we saw Sakura in the pit, the worms ran away from her. Because they were bored of her. <laughs> that was, they were afraid. It said that they were either disinterested in her or possibly afraid. I think that okay. the afraid part is a new thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Anyway, Zoken's claims to innocence are... uh tiresome in my book no yes i think the interesting part is oh we've only ever seen him like he has he can manipulate sakura plenty mm -hmm. just by saying words uh-huh and that she doomed herself by or herself i assume that zoken made her or convinced her to swallow servants mm -hmm. but like Really, her doom is is swallowing the servants, not anything mm -hmm. that he did. I think it's a very I mean, like, convenient framing on Zoken's part. Sure, I, yeah, he is he is ultimately responsible because he's the one who put 
the worms, uh-huh. the pieces of the grail in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. He, the worm can't come out. Yeah. Sakura will die. She is too far gone. Kotamine already told us all of this. Yes. He says that he turned her into a vessel candidate after the last war by uh, gathering up the remains of Kotamine, the grail that Kiritsugu won and destroyed, mm-hmm. uh, had Saber destroy, and uh, put it into the worm and then put it into Sakura. Mm-hmm. So he can gain immortality and put shape to the soul. Whatever that means. We do get a a funny bit about, like, uh, Nasu loves nothing more than setting up a universal thing and then breaking it. Yeah. Uh, Which is, like, we have heard multiple times every mage aims for the root. Yes. And then it's like, well, actually two-thirds of the original founding families of the Grail Ward have, no have no interest in the root. <laughs> um, she, uh, Zoken was going to let Sakura stew for a while as an experiment, but mm-hmm. like he saw his opportunity and all that stuff. He says something about t- the Tosaka also being obsessed with immortality, which doesn't seem right. Uh, they did know what he was going to do to Sakura. Yes. Her father knew. Rin's father. Sakura's father. Uh, let's see. He's impressed that she's managed to hang on to her independence. This, like, her mind mm-hmm. this far in. We've seen Ilya in the first route uh, shut down yeah. as, as the war ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that she's become a real deal Holy Grail. Shiro uh, yeah. tries to hit him, yelling something about how you, you can't call a human sacrifice a Holy Grail. And Zoken's like, Hey, bud, you know how the original Grail vessel works too, right? And that shuts Shiro up. This is, yeah, Ilya would have died. Uh, yeah. Shiro thinks, I hate myself for knowing who he's talking about, even though I don't want to understand. Uh-huh. This is what made me write down that it's funny how much this route is just Skihime Redux. Yeah. But uh, it also applies to other places in this. Uh-huh. These days. Yeah, he's like, the Einsburns are even worse than me. I don't know about that, man. I don't know. Uh, he's done answering Shiro's questions. He's like, listen, you got to help me with something. Mm-hmm. This shade business is no good. Wait, this is where we get that. Um, wait, do we not get that Ilya's a homunculus here? Did he say homunculus here? here? Oh, I, I, okay. he does at some point. Maybe it's later. Oh, no, it's way later. Okay, never mind. Zoken says that he has not done anything to control the shade. Uh, he, again, he's like, I- I've helped it, but it hasn't helped me. That's not true, man. It ate a bunch of people for you. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have won any of those fights. Uh, he's just been like guiding it and stopping it from causing more damage, is what mm-hmm. he says. What is the shade? Uh, It's... It's soccer. <laughs> no, it's the grail. Okay. It's grail mud. It's, it's grail, grail mud, mud. Yeah. being filtered through soccer and pretending to be her. Yeah. Using her like dark attributes to manifest. Mm-hmm. So it's her, but it's also not her, mm-hmm. you know. He says something about how uh, the, the, the original use of the grail is to reach the root. To open yeah. up a gateway to the root. We don't really fully know what that means, but that is what mages are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Zoken doesn't care. He wants to use its wish power to uh, give himself immortality. 
And it Einsburns. turns out that the Einsburns are merely uh, obsessed with the like creating the perfect grail. They want to see it done right and used. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about what it gets used for. This is yeah. why they would send Ilya, who could never win the grail war. She could never really win. She would shut down. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because they don't care. They just want it to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, only the Tosaka want to reach the root, which makes it all the more frustrating that Rin has shown total ignorance to how the war works. Yeah. Uh, last root, I, f- I feel like there was such an opportunity for that to be something interesting. It just doesn't happen. So Sakura has not managed to close the door completely in between absorbing servants, which is why it's leaking out from, quote unquote, the wish machine, which I guess is the greater grail. Mm. something like that i don't think the root is filled with evil ghosts probably not so yeah he says that this is all soccer's fault for being a big fuck up at loser what no yeah at some point in here he's like oh i just need i didn't discipline her enough yeah, yeah. shiro notes he's acting like it's someone else's problem mm-hmm so the shade is Sakura's shadow cast on the world. And he's like, you really didn't know that, bud? And Shiro's like, the Sakura is culpable for everything the shade has done. I still yeah. don't know that that's really true. I don't, I don't know. I, Zogan. At this point, yes. Right. The division between the two has really um, fallen apart. Feels yeah. like. Well, yeah. Zogan says something like, oh, yeah, it only hates people that Sakura hates. But then he's also like, Sakura doesn't know it's doing this and isn't actively pushing it to do this. It is still her fault, though. <laughs> I mean, Sakura, at this point, Sakura absolutely knows. At this point, yes. Yeah. But um, Zoken doesn't seem to know that. He doesn't seem to know she knows. Mm. So, yeah. The Grail is trying to complete its manifestation, which is why Sakura is always hungry. Zoken was like, I didn't think it would go this far. Uh, I tried to stop her. But uh, the shade will appear and attack me if I get close. So uh, you're the only one who can get close enough to kill her. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. He says yeah. he has no way of controlling Sakura at all anymore, which Shiro is glad to hear. But I would also be a little skeptical of that. He has no way of controlling Sakura anymore. Yeah, no, I know. But like trusting Zoken has gotten uh, Shiro into a lot of trouble. He's a tricky yeah. little bastard. Right. Uh, he also says, Shiro, it's pointless to kill me because if you kill me, Sakura will be complete. Whatever's left of her personality will be destroyed mm-hmm. as she turns into the Grail. So the only way for this to go is to kill Sakura. Yep. Oh, or or wait out till the ritual ends in four days. I don't know why that's going to happen. Uh, there's no reason given why there's a time limit to. Yeah. Uh, but if they waited out and let Sakura kill everyone in town, she might be able to just pull through. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, Kiritsugu would kill her. You should kill her. Uh, and then Shiro leaves with uh, the bad taste of Zoken's last words, reassuring him that at least he got to fuck her before she died. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Zoken. You're real, real joy to be around. How's Shiro doing on his way home? Uh, not great. Thinking about how he has to kill his wife now, and he's really not here for it. Mm-hmm. 
he's got to kill her tonight if he's going to kill her mm-hmm. before she does her business. Yeah. Ilya catches him coming into the house and scolds him for running around, mm-hmm. using up his energy. She realizes that he's in bad shape and her tone immediately shifts down into serious mode. He asks about the Einsburn Grail. What's what she got to say about it? Uh, she's a monkey. Uh, blah, 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 blah. She's a monkey. <laughs> uh, she didn't want him to know, but she's a homunculus. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's a homunculus? There's some, let's say, less than ideal descriptions of what homunculus are. Um, in that, like, there's some real like biological determinism, mm-hmm. which is to say, uh, homunculi are created without a mother and uh just from sperm mm-hmm. and uh not born from a proper reproductive system uh-huh which is like okay so yeah that makes it sound like evil artificial insemination kind of vibe yeah you know what i mean but i the the vibe i've always gotten is that it's more uh vat grown or, around a magic circuit that was pulled out of something or yes. manufactured which that is, is also a the more a lot less real they feel more like clones yeah like it, it, especially in the uh star wars sense mm-hmm. of oh yeah it's just a yeah they're they're grown around they aren't people yeah uh they're genetically modified beings mhm um yeah they have a they're like yeah they have a super powerful magic circuit um this is not possible with science this is magic yes which is again which is the why the weird part of it is like then why about it in scientific terms yeah um yeah they're very powerful they're not built to last very long Mm -hmm. um yeah they they have a lot of defects we finally get how the Grail works. The sort the, of, yeah, kind of the the Greater Grail summons servants, and so they right, and so they they return through the Lesser Grail. Yeah, it's like somehow. they come out of the Greater Grail. They go through the Lesser Grail. They come into the world. The yeah. Lesser Grail, Grail gathers them back up. Before. I think that we get a chart that actually oh, like great. goes yeah, over yeah, all of chart. this. But anyway. Um, the important thing is ser- the servants try to return through the greater grail and get scooped up or through, a grail vessel. Yeah, through a grail. Yeah. Um, and so Ilya noticed when Castor and Lancer got nommed. Uh, yeah, she doesn't have their souls. She was able to grab Archer. And only Archer. Because he was right there, which is right. We forgot to say that, um, or did you, uh, that when Ilya is talking to Sakura, she's like, oh, good. You're not going to grab Archer from me. Mm-hmm. Or you're not going to take Archer. Mm-hmm. Um, which I hadn't like fully processed how weird that was uh-huh. until we got here. And I was like, oh, right. Archer died. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now that um, she knows who Archer is. Yeah. She has a soul. Yeah. Um uh right yeah she says oh after grabbing caster and lancer the like fake grails uh pull was way stronger than her own so uh she was like can't human bodies only store one soul and Ilya's like yeah it doesn't go good yeah the original soul is overwritten and shut down as the other souls enter the grail mm-hmm. you know what i mean 
Elia is able to like partition and shut parts of herself down over time in order to manage those souls better. Sakura has no breaks and is doing it fully on instinct. Mm-hmm. Shiro is happy to hear that Ilya is holding on to one soul to stop Sakura from being even more over oh, overburdened. Gives her a big hug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's kind of surprised that that was his takeaway. Shiro, finally having made rice porridge, brings it to Sakura. Uh, and he's like, oh, this is going to be the last time I'm going to see her before I decide to kill her or not. He wants their happy time together to end in laughter. Mm-hmm. Sakura, overjoyed to see him. She can move da- now a little bit. Uh, she can at least feed herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, really bummed. This is sarcasm, but really bummed we didn't get a CG of uh, Shiro spoon feeding Sakura. Uh, they, they talk about medicine for a little while and like being frustrated with not being able to tell if cold medicine is actually helping or not. Uh-huh. Such is like a funny little detail. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's such a like a small like oh yeah when we were both kids it was like cold medicine tasted bad and didn't help isn't yeah. that funny it's very like it's like a cute nice little texture it's like yeah. opinions about something that isn't the war yeah you know? um he thinks that she's on the mend and then is like oh, no she's not stop that <laughs> yep uh this is like incredible bit where he's like what do you want to do when you're all better like he's fucking lenny talking george talking to lenny at the end of mice of mice and men (laughs) do you know that have you read of mice and men uh spoilers he shoots him (laughs) he like has a talk about the next fun adventure they're gonna go on and then kills the guy incredible uh well shiro asks because he's like oh right sakura's literally never done anything for herself yes um and sakura takes literally forever to figure out something mm-hmm. she's like uh um i want to do what you want to do and she was like no we're doing what you want to do uh she's like uh sakura viewing yeah she wants to go see the cherry blossoms uh-huh. which is a real like i looked around the room and because i was trying to name a character and i named them pen bigly or something <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuyuki apparently is mostly plum trees. Yeah. She wants to go see a big field of cherry blossoms on a sunny day in April. This is like... It's cute. Yeah, this is anime to me. This is stock. Yes, standard. It is also funny that her name is Sakura. It is also funny. Uh, but it, it does feel like, oh, yeah, of course you would... That is a thing that she would like yeah. to do. Uh, he promises to take her to see it when she's gotten better. He's thinking about his own happiness for the first time since the fire now. He's gotten all these emotions back. Mm-hmm. And he leaves the room thinking about that promise. Yep. The sun sets. How's Shiro doing? He's uh, no more time to waste. Uh, Rin and Ilya, exhausted from working on the sword, so Rin can't go patrol with him. They've decided the patrolling is kind of pointless at this yeah. point. Uh, and Shiro has a kitchen knife, and he's slipping into Sakura's room. I gotta say, I, there is some. It is very fantastic that he's using uh, one of their shared kitchen implements from their time together in the kitchen uh-huh. as the murder weapon. Yeah. Uh, he's standing over her bed. It sounds. It sounds like at some point he like crawls on top of her. Uh-huh. But I don't know how he'd do that without waking her up. I think he does. I don't think. He um. Does. Creepy red veins grow on the edge of the screen. Yeah. I wondered if he was being mind controlled or something for a second, but no. I think it's just like, it's yeah, just he's for effect. pushing himself and like 
trying hard not to not to uh he's it's a, he's holding a kitchen knife standing over a sick girl's bed it's what a superhero would do <laughs> <laughs> the knife looks fine it's a little uh, weird but it looks more like a combat knife than like a kitchen knife yeah we get like close-ups of the knife um and we also get a choice yeah or you don't get a choice in which case it means you fucked something up but it leads to the same scene kill sakura or don't kill sakura uh we should kill her first because it's a bad end uh-huh uh he lowers my friend it's the right thing to do he lowers the knife onto her neck she's awake and she's clearly quivering awake. in fear not saying anything he knows she's awake at this point uh Ryder kills him before he can do it. Yeah, there's blood everywhere. I was like, oh, damn, he did it. And then, no, no, they they take that away from us at the last second. Uh, Sakura, ready to die. Ryder, not so much. Akiha got her head fucking lopped off. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and Shiro's like, ah, uh, well, it's not my responsibility anymore. But after I exit the stage, who will atone for Sakura's sin? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. Tiger Dojo 35. This is an interesting one. Tiger's translucent. They're talking about this as if this is a locked room murder mystery, and Shiro's monologue is present because he's the dead body. Uh-huh. <laughs> Still in the like novel style uh text over the screen instead of text boxes like Tiger Dojo usually is. Uh-huh. It's a good this is it's one of my favorite funny. like Tiger Dojos. Uh-huh. Cause uh yeah. Yeah, Shiro is like commenting obliquely on the thing, the Taiga and uh, Ilya's like detective act. Uh huh. They work out that uh, this either happened from not having enough Sakura points, choosing to kill her, or saying no to Rin on day twelve. Uh, what? What's? I the... think Shiro is the one who no, who is like, one. hmm. There's I one more thing. Yeah. What was that question from Rin? I totally forgot. Um, are you going to take off the, oh, the okay. thing? Because yeah. if he doesn't... Let me find it. Um, where is it? On day 12? If you're not willing to take off the shroud, it means you're not willing to die for Sakura, which means that you have to kill Sakura. Like, it's my logical thing. Yeah, it also... Uh, logically, it skips Rin going out to talk to Sakura. Mm. Um, like, there's some reason that Rin doesn't go talk to Sakura. So, yeah, it's a different vibe. Anyway, uh, yeah, there are three reasons you could get here, and one is a choice, and two are automatic. So let's not kill Sakura. Let's, I guess. Shiro gets mad at himself for not being able to murder his wife. Uh huh. Uh, he feels like a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, no, 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 it's okay. Cause Sakura is so great that it's okay that I'm throwing away everything I've ever cared about. He gets up, he like goes to put the knife back and Sakura reveals that she's awake, been awake this whole time. She asks, why won't you kill me? <laughs> you want to read this line? Oh, yeah. There. Uh, it's fine. Please do as you wish. I'm too scared to do it myself, but I won't mind if you do it. Mm-hmm. She's watching the knife. She's trembling. He realizes that she's accepted her death and is steeled for it in a way that he has failed. Uh-huh. She goes on and like talks about how bad she is and how she's going to be lost forever soon. She talks about her dreams and enjoying them. She's part of herself enjoys them. Yeah. And 
Uh, I like this bit where she's like, in my dreams, I'm the bad guy. I'm laughing and I'm saying that everyone deserves everything that's happening to them besides me. Uh-huh. Uh, and then it's like, obviously, I'm the one who's actually, I actually deserve to die. And I don't know when there's not, I don't know when I'm going to cross the point when all that's left is the villain. Mm-hmm. That's fun. And she's like, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, And he saw Shiro, ever the kind boyfriend, just hugs her. And Sakura's like, you're gonna regret this. And he says, I only regret not protecting you sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, she cries. Yeah. And uh, he wonders if Sakura will forgive him for betraying his own ideals. Uh-huh. He, yeah, the beginning of this day opens with him repeatedly asking my, himself, like, will you betray? Yeah. Will you betray yourself? Uh-huh. Um, a lot of those fun, intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Interlude 3-2, Heaven's Feel. So- Shiro has left the room. Sakura pretended to sleep until he left. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how often she's been pulling that trick. Probably not too often. Why, doesn't she, why isn't she asleep? Um, let's see. She's miserable is the thing, right? Um, she's afraid. That- oh, right. Yeah. She's like, oh, I acted so well that I convinced him not to kill me. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. She's blaming herself. Yeah, He already decided not to kill you before you said shit, Sakura. But I guess she's like, oh, I was trembling. The reason that she loved him or loves him, loved him, because she still does, even though he's broken this, uh, is that he wouldn't ever like change his internal code uh-huh. that he was like a righteous and good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's like, uh, and I've broken him. Uh-huh. That's, that's fun. Uh, I wanted to protect him. And instead uh, I've completely robbed him of his sense of self. We get an interesting bit. She calls for Ryder. Mm-hmm. Ryder comes in and she's like, yeah, I would have killed him if he tried anything. And she's like, don't touch Shiro. Ryder's like, I don't care. I don't care about Shiro. I'm going to protect you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you turn into, uh, my priority is protecting you. Uh-huh. So Medusa, <laughs> famous for turning into a monster and killing people, is of course like, no, 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 no. You're more important than anyone else. I um, like you. Yeah. Uh, Sakura thinks about, oh, wait, that means that if I become fully evil, then Ryder's going to kill Shiro. And burns her last command spell in ordering Ryder to protect Shiro no matter what happens until the very um, end I think that I think that this is where this line is uh her eyes light up in the darkness they are weak but they are the eyes of determination that belong to a magus mm-hmm. she's gonna stop her grandfather on her own she says yeah it's a family issue you know <laughs> that's it interlude out we're at the end kind of a quieter way to end it you know what I mean yeah a good setup for for what comes what's next. gonna come next. Um, uh, we're almost done with Heaven's Feel, finally. Yeah. Kind of an up and down route. I'm mm-hmm. I'm borderline enjoying it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But um, I missed Tsukihime. Fan. We have a lot to talk. We will have a lot to talk about when we get to the end of this game. Uh huh. So, what are we doing next time? Next time we are doing 
14 and 15. We are definitely doing 14 and 15. We may end up splitting off 16 because 16 is a very long very day. Long. And has the two endings and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And uh, we were thinking about 14, but you can look at your podcast player and go, wow, that's already a four-hour episode. I'm sure glad or sad depending on who you are that they didn't depending on how much of a freak you are how freaky that they are. didn't also do day 14 so uh we're in a point where we might i think we'll we'll do 14 15 uh-huh we'll post on twitter if we we'll end up getting through those 14, two 15 just yeah. do 14 15 okay. it's gonna be so much i'm t- we gotta we, gotta, we are both also five kind of, hours is too much we are also uh tired of heaven's feel a little we we're I'm enjoying heaven's feel or we are enjoying heaven's feel uh we are craving other things yes. <laughs> uh and so it would be nice to have a little bit of a light week next yes. week um or in two weeks mm-hmm. um yeah so we'll be doing that next time uh what are we doing for your tea, tea time? time oh fuck i don't have anything i guess your tea time's just like catch a can what Catch a can. What does that mean? It means like whatever. I think it usually is re- in reference to like what you're eating for dinner. Like, oh yeah, catch a can. I've never heard this before. Is this like a Boston thing? Okay, now I'm now I need to look it up. I hope everyone's in- enjoying this outro. Oh, it's catch as can. That's even weirder. Where's Using any very available means or method, hit or miss um that doesn't really fit first known usage 1833 huh um strange fan you've said some strange things today uh i just mean like we'll okay do you want to bring something should i we'll we'll talk about it i don't have anything off the top of my head is the thing uh yeah i don't want to bring something bad but yeah let's just also, not say anything we'll figure it out your tea time will be a surprise let's let's bring throw away the suit together i don't know that there's enough of that to really talk about it'll be a short one i guess there are like two two volumes i think yeah okay you do that i'll try and think of something else yeah i like I, I liked what i read of that but it's not very uh dense okay i haven't read it yet so i was okay. just um what else am i fen where can people find you on the internet one sec oh yeah fine i don't i don't have anything that um we we could finish yurikumarashi oh what if we brought yurikumarashi that would also give us an opportunity to talk a little bit about utena uh-huh uh-huh which we have not really talked about on here okay from broadly next time we are doing days 14 and 15 of heaven's feel uh-huh and uh all of yuri Arashi. it's 12 episodes don't feel pressured to watch it it's, a, uh, it's definitely a ride yeah i think i'm enjoying my time i'm definitely enjoying my time with it it's way hornier than I was expecting. It's pretty horny, but it is very fun. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. yeah. How far are we into it? Uh, episode seven. Oh, we, we have five, five episodes. Okay, we'll have to burn through it with Heather. Yeah. 
Um, you can find it, us on the Abnormal Mapping Network. Can you? Yes. <laughs> you can our, You can visit moonarchive.art for uh, the, the site. Fen has not eaten today. I had five Pop-Tarts. You're full of Pop-Tart energy, which means you're dying. Um, yeah, moonarchive.art, um, on Twitter at Crying Rules, you can email questions, email questions. We're almost at the end of Fate's Day Night. Please email questions. Give us a bunch of questions. Uh, either about Heaven's Feel or the game as a whole. I would love both. Uh, you can email those to Crying Rules. Just actually no questions about future stuff. Crying Rules actually at gmail.com. Uh, if you're curious what we're going to cover soon, moonarchive.art slash schedule. <laughs> and moonarchive.art slash Yuri for non type moon things that we've covered on this. Uh, I need. Moonarchive.art slash schedule. I need to update that list. Uh, I will probably do that when I edit this episode. Um, what else are we doing? Did you say where people can find you on the internet? Oh. Uh, Fennec.moe. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. That's your your Twitter account, right? Yeah. At, at Fennec underscore Fox on Twitter, I think, but... Type type fennec.moe into a into a web browser. Well, yeah, you might have to change it to something else if we lose Twitter. Uh, yeah, fennec on on co-host. Just fennec? Yeah, okay. F E N I C. I made a co-host too, but I haven't done anything with it yet. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm going to post about stuff that I read, watch, play. Uh-huh. Uh, Yuri T time light. Yeah, I will probably do one for Sasakoi at some mm-hmm. point um so if you're if you want to know what stuff i've read watched played mm-hmm. that i haven't talked about here microblog yeah um sounds cute i followed you yeah because you're gay <laughs> i'm also interested in what you have to say but i am gay too yeah true. my two readers olivia and uh ben <laughs> You can find me on Shout Twitter. out to friend of the pod, Olivia. Just shutting me down, fan. Where can people find you, Ben? No, no, talk about Olivia. That's fine. Ben, you can find at Ben Ends on Twitter. That's true. I'm I'm gonna be on Twitter until like there is no point being on Twitter anymore, you know? It's yeah. the only place where anything I do has an audience at all. Mm-hmm. Aside from, I guess, whoever we got from who, as a carryover from Abnormal Mapping's bigger stuff, but mm-hmm. <sighs> grim times on the internet. Yep. Anyway, is that it? Do we have anything else? Anything Go listen to other Abnormal Mapping shows. Yeah. Um. Go take a nap. You're probably tired. Yeah. Not you, fan. I'm talking to a listener. Oh. You have to watch anime with me. We we have some incredible anime lined up for us tonight. I got so spoiled last week. Last week? Two weeks ago? Uh, just watching anime as it came out. And so I'd forgotten what it was like to have like a five-show backlog. All right. Go. Go. Fen, send us off, please. 
One day, let's meet in the digital sea. That was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Uh, four eight. Wait. Oh. Four eighteen. That's not bad. Felt longer, but. Yeah, you were really losing it there at the end. I'm sorry. That's okay. Okay. I'm gonna stop recording.